previously on Elite Week. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your, uh, whatever that is. Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal!
Hello, hello, and welcome to Elite Week. This is episode 44, Friday, October 9th, 2020, Galactic Water Cooler Podcast with special guest, The Hand. I am Kai Zen, and uh, I am feeling good tonight. I hope you're ready for a party. With me, as ever, my sidekick, Commander Roy Cookson. Say hello to the beautiful people, Roy. Good evening, everyone. Glad to be back. All right. I heard you do it upright as well. And on the tech, we've got Commander Arson Cross. Say hi. Hello. Woo! We got, we got a hat trick. Can we go for the four? We also have Commander Tweet74 representing Opix in the house. Say hello, Tweet. Happy Friday night, everybody. Sadly, I already made my... Uh jack and coke and have it sitting next to me so i can't make the cool poppy poppy sound that everybody else did but i hope everybody's ready to have a good time tonight hell yeah it doesn't sound sad to me it sounds like things are just where they need to be now representing the hand tonight we have commander epic say hello epic hello how's it going fantastic fantastic and we've got yon sir liege say hello to the beautiful people yon How's it going, everyone? Got a, got a little ginger beer and rum here. I could, I swear, I, I'll just really wet sip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know it's legit. real. You know it's real. <laughs> that sounds legit. Woo. All right. Now, uh, let's start off and get some housekeeping out of the way. Right off the bat, the cover art today, I'm calling, I just named it myself. I call it Choose to go with the whole concept that, that uh, Frontier went with for Dev Diary 2. That is uh, concept art from the Frontier Development's concept art studio in-house that they uh, did that when they, uh, I think that was for the, uh, when they put out that book, like a Kickstarter times or whatever, when they first introduced PowerPlay, probably more so. Yeah, yeah. All right. The pre-stream countdown was courtesy of Commander Orange Phoenix. And the opening song was Faster Than Light by Miguel Johnson from his new album, Expedition Artemis. We'll be giving away a copy of that album tonight. One of you lucky uh, listeners, viewers in the live e-studio audience. We also have for a closing song tonight, we're going to have A Magical Journey Through Space by Lionel Cassio. Uh, links to everything is in the show notes. Right off the bat, I want to say a huge congratulations to SpaceX for yet another successful launch this week. Everything is going well. I also want to give a huge congratulations to Frontier for being a finalist in Develop Stars Best Studio of the Year Award competition. Fantastic. They're up against Codemasters, uh, Birmingham, Creative Assembly, Media Molecule, and Media Tonic. And uh, I, I'm liking their chances. Frontier is is uh, just having a red letter. That's a that's a that that means good, right? I'm not getting that from that 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 phrase wrong. They're having like a red letter year. They're doing fantastic. Um, it is also, guy. Yeah, and I also want to say a huge thank you to Frontier. They gave us a very nice shout out in newsletter 303, which we're going to get to later on when we get to the frontier uh, section of the news. Uh, but man, that was that was super, super awesome. And a reminder to everyone, Elite Dangerous is on sale right now. $7.50 for the base pack or $12 for the deluxe edition. So for $12 for another, what, $4.50? 
you're getting the horizons, which means you're getting like fucking 40 paint jobs for free come end of October when they roll that in. You're getting all of the extra stuff in the deluxe package. They give you like extra like decals and paint jobs and other shit already. Um, but like, come on, man, 12 bucks for the full game with everything. And you're going to get even more bonus shit here in, in a couple of weeks when they throw you all of the toothpaste paint jobs for free. That shit is legit. Get in on it while it lasts. All right, Arson, why don't you go ahead and hit our uh, promo? So if you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, you can check us out at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube and would like to know how to catch our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord, where you can check out our community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, midnight UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. You know what goes really good with alcohol? I would love some really good spicy coid rides. How about y'all? Um, um, yes. Mm-hmm. I might not have room for more. Mm. Arson, why don't you tell the people about their spicy goid rinds that we have on offer tonight? Hungry? Want something in your mouth? Let the hand put it there. Check out our all-new goid rinds, brought to you by The Hand. Available in your favorite flavors. Check out our mild mesquite marauder or mouth-watering Memphis barbecue medusa. Want something that will make your eyes water? Our hot habanero hydra rinds will make your nose bleed from flavor. The Hand's goid rinds are the snack you've been craving. Not available in all systems, terms, and conditions. Supply to your local commodities market for details. Absolutely. So go and get your goid rinds. Get that shit while it's hot. All right. So, yeah, that's right. We've got the hand with us tonight. So some of you might be saying, well, what's the hand? What's this all about? Well, the hand are the guys that put the smack down on the bugs. So let me reintroduce. We've got Jan Serlige, who I'm going to call Jan for tonight. And we got Epic. Jan and Epic, why don't you tell us a little bit about the hand, like your your background, where you're from, the you know the platforms that you're you're mostly represented on, and whatnot. For sure, thanks very much again, Kai, for welcoming us on the show and everyone for joining in. The hand are uh, primarily an Xbox based AX faction, anti Xeno. Uh, we play an open play. We encourage that dangerous aspect of Elite very much. So we're, we're not shy of getting into a bit of trouble and just pretty much doing whatever. I mean, we, we don't mandate how our members kind of conduct themselves. So everyone's a free agent when they join us. And uh, with regard to joining, it's really uh, a path of 
you know, being serious enough about AX to go and really get your first solo interceptor kill. We really take pride on getting people to that moment, and it's it's really awesome to see when someone come back, you know, with that tangible progress of actually taking out their own interceptor. It's awesome, and uh, just really taking them into wing fights from there. Like we we love to really pride ourselves on wing engagement and getting everyone in on the hunt. Mm -hmm. So really specialize in that aspect of the game and uh, it's it's been a big pursuit of ours to kind of find ways that it works well you know and and it's yeah it's really rewarding epic here is uh one of our great mentors he you know really trains people up does a, a lot of hands-on training up with people if you want to take them on that epic yeah like basically we like help people get out of the gardening sites unlock their guardian weapons and modules that they need to get into the AX zones or to defeat their first interceptor and take them out, show them the ropes, just help them out, do what we can for them and help them become a part of the group as well, um, introduce them to everybody and wing up and just get into as much pandemonium as possible. <laughs> That's it. right it's on, the man. winging up and pandemonium. That's really the yeah. big thing. We love to just show people how to work together, like across multiple wings. Like when the AXCZs were around, we, we had to learn a lot really fast for anchoring yeah. an instance and getting as many people <laughs> into it, making sure everyone has crimes off that's in the combat area. And like, yeah, really how that kind of coordination goes, you know? Right on. Now, you guys, your PMF is based out of uh, Krathaganet, right? Yep, and, correct. And, and you guys actually have sort of an open house training grounds area where it's open to the public. People can come in and, you know, even if you have, even if you're like, man, I, I really want to get into this stuff, but I have never once yet fought a Thargoid. I've just got myself to the point where I, I've mined up a enough money that, you know, that I can kind of sit around and, and afford to, like, now I want to, what do I want to do? You can take people from very fresh, never having seen a Thargoid before and walk them through the process and start them on the path of becoming an AX warrior. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that's the big thing as well is really, we've been kind of encouraging people to even join on multi-crew seats, like just hop into this ship. You know, if, if you've been considering a particular build, hop in with somebody go out there and check it out and to just really quickly blast it out there i know you might think but Jan, surely you will get instancing issues if you attempt to go out and multi-crew with ax combat but we have recently discovered for whatever reason the uh scout and interceptor instances are actually very stable for the game's netcode we were able to have up to three wings with multiple SLF and even people streaming while doing combat and not have any desync, server issues, AX bugs. It's really phenomenal, I have to say. Wow, that's that's actually very impressive. I'm starting to wonder if maybe the 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 uh, Xbox side is a little more stable because that is uh, that is really nice. I mean, I would be curious too. I have actually, you know, Elite goes on sale on PC a lot, and it's really phenomenal that the game's specs are so low. You know, I got quite a cheap machine, and I was amazed to see Elite can actually run on reasonably high settings. So I'm at nearly AX ready, and I'd be entirely happy to show anyone who's willing to, to you know, try it out, see if these same methods work on PC for actually getting stable 
multiple commanders in an instance, nailing Thargoids, Hydra, multiple Goids in some instances as well, and not getting, you know, invincible heart bugs, because there's nothing worse than having to kill a heart ten times. <laughs> I, I really like, you have a sort of a philosophy of if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. And I, I love that philosophy because it's it's like, yeah, man, we're going to do a thing, but we're, you know, it's a serious thing, and we, we put serious effort into it but we're having fun here man we're, we're this is a absolutely, game and yeah. we're absolutely we're chilling yeah. Yeah. i dig that i dig like, that the thing that's kept us in the hand for nearly two years isn't the thargoids it's just each other it's everyone else it's the fun we have while we're doing it and the laughs that we have and like i said just making it as chaotic as possible and so you guys you guys coalesced into the hand in 2018, but you've got mm -hmm. members that have been going back from the very beginning of fighting the bugs. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your history uh, within the hand? I know that you guys uh, scored a, a record-breaking uh, 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 point value or whatever during one of the seasons. Can you tell me a little bit about million. that? Yeah, 15, now just to be clear, in case anybody misheard, he said 15 billion with a B points. Yeah, that shit's legit. Million. Yeah, that's that's not that's not million. That's that's fucking legit. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly a lot of dead Thargoids. <laughs> and uh and I know that there's not a whole lot of guys that can solo a hydro. You've got one of them, yeah? Yeah. That yeah. would be <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, I managed to accomplish that last week. That shit is legit. On Xbox, is, so, apparently, so I'm told. That shit's legit. All right, all <laughs> it right. Was it was fucking hard. There were so, yeah. so many rebuys. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. actually, you know, in preparation for this, we were just discussing briefly with each other, like, you know, hey man, you know, grats, like we've pushed. Not like, you know, we've encouraged each other to really push the limits of what we can do. For example, I, I was trying my first Dusa. Um, and I, you know, was really struggling with getting that first heart. And I started just thinking, you know what? I'm just going to focus on nailing that heart. I'm going to ignore the swarm for the start. And I got the heart down without, you know, taking much damage from the swarm. And I started to try it a little bit more and more. And then, you know, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone like that naturally is a really great kind of... Um, it's a really great thing because that's that's literally what's pushed us out of our comfort zone out over the last two months to doing like flakless duo shieldless fertilance fights um doing like just you know high prediction instances multiple thargoids and just really you know pushing that comfort zone is it's such a rewarding thing in this kind of aspect of the game but right they're all on. personal achievements that we set our, ourselves for ourselves to complete. We don't really base anything on like personal, like solo kills or anything like that in the squadron. Like everyone's mm. really happy if you manage to do it and congratulate you and stuff. But it's not, it, it's all about having fun and as much wing fights as possible in the hand. Yeah, it seems like you guys are, are sort of less about, you know, sort of dick measuring and more about, yeah, as massively. a group, we're going out, we're going to roll, we're going to go yeah. ahead and smack some shit and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, getting as many commanders in as possible. Like, I would fly like a shieldless build, same as Yon, or in a chieftain or a Fertilance shieldless. And you're trying to attack a Thargoid while trying to avoid all the Anacondas and Cutters and Corvettes that are in there and swooping about the place. It just adds to the mayhem of it all. And it's just amazing to watch when you're in the middle of it. It's just nice. so much fun. 
Now, you guys also uh, were the ones that discovered the, the Delphi megaship, right? The multigoid instances there? That's true, yeah. Yep. Yon was one of those. So, so I gotta give it. credit where it's due. Commander Alcyonis is the guy to have really made a good point, you know, really saying, like, I think we should really test with the scout and interceptors. So just to be really clear on that, if anyone wants to try it, you're wanting to go for a threat six for a Cyclops and, inter and scouts? or uh, Threat 7 for Basilisk and Scouts. And what you're going to get uh, is two to four Scouts. That'll be in instance when you drop in, they'll shoot at you. And then about 20 seconds later, a Goid will drop in, do a shutdown surge, start fighting. You're good to go. Get as many people as you can in that instance. It will 90% like less likely of breaking. Um, but basically... Oh my gosh, I've lost my train of thought. I just really wanted to get higher than 90%. Sure people yeah, can I haven't get seen that an invincible heart, you know? Ages. Mm. Invincible heart has just hasn't happened to us in a long, long time. And we've been doing nothing but scout instances with interceptors. That's good it's shit. Just so, Delphi. Delphi. I remember that. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. I'm, I'm with it. Um, Alcyonis, uh, a few of us, uh, I know Forgotten One deserves a good call out as well because he was the brave soul to champion uh, Hatchbreaker and Repair Limits yeah. that you'd need to actually interact with Megaship. So we dropped in at the Hercules class Megaship it was. Mm. I was super cynical about it because I was like, guys, such a waste of time. Let's just get hyper predicted and like have a big filthy wing fight. It'll be really cool. And they're like, no, no, we're going to try something else. And I was like an aggressive like i was so obnoxious about it the whole night and i don't think we'd have actually hung around as long if i hadn't have been so completely like nagging it but basically after a bit 20 minutes of just tinkering around with the mega ship like we were just flying through it appreciating the view forgotten i'm pretty sure was actually tinkering with it and figuring out what was going on he inter uh, so basically you'll you'll and um, data link scan a mega ship and then you'll check your contacts list and you're going to want to find hole breaches ideally that's that's the thing that has the best result or cargo hatches i believe um and periodically you're going to get missions um from the station asking you to help and interact with specific things and they don't really matter from what we can tell the missions they just come and go they won't really interact with the goid spawn rate but for each hole breach that you repair you trigger like a pretty high percent chance to trigger an interceptor spawn. We've rarely gotten scouts, but we have gotten them to spawn in, but only about two or three times and roughly the nearly 20 times we've tried it now. Mm. Um, and yeah, each, each hole breach that you repair, so you have to data link scan it and then check your contacts and sub-target. Mm -hmm. Select that sub-target and repair that. That's how you get the, these things to repair. And uh, yeah, dude, like you can get, we had nine interceptors in there all at once before. And the other night we did an instance of three Medusa, three Basilisk and four Cyclops within like an hour. I actually had gotten hyper predicted a few times into my Phantom uh, undersized fuel tank. So I had less than 10% fuel, I believe, when I started the fight. And literally, as we ended, I was on my emergency tank. I had no chips of fuel left at all. And it was just on the little bar. Just perma-boosting to stay alive. But, you know, it's an unbelievable sensation doing these mega ships because you can just literally, you can stay in there indefinitely. Uh, 
yeah, commanders have been kind of pushing themselves using it as an endurance run mm. kind of area now. Mm. But it's it's phenomenal just to see it really picking up. And, you know, we, we try to tell everyone that will listen, you know, hey, look, this is what we've been experiencing. And it's it's game changing for us. You guys should try it. Mm. Well, big shout out to that guy for sciencing the fuck out of that and bring it. Bring <laughs> you guys found yourself a party where you could just show up, put your dick in the guacamole, and say, "Yo, who's got a problem with this?" <laughs> Couldn't have fucking said it better myself, Kai. Beautiful. All right, so now you guys are generally found rolling around Asteroid, Delphi, and Krathaganet. I always Krathaganet. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's how you say that. That's it. And, and and your message is. That when humanity stands united, it's the most powerful force in the universe, and we are here to prove it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I dig yeah. that. I dig that. So, guys, everybody that's listening in, new shit is coming. Uh, <laughs> the the goids are coming back. Best believe that. Look look forward to a very Thargy Halloween. I'm saying it on the record. So let's see what fucking happens now. Now the Discord for uh the hand is going to be in the show notes and you can go check out their youtube which is just also in the show notes there it's one of those long strings of letters and numbers and shit so go check them out uh i i highly recommend and give them my my highest review especially if you're xbox and you want to get into anti-xeno these are the guys to talk to man they will show you how to get it done um so yeah that's that's all fucking very very exciting do you have anything else that you want to sort of say to the beautiful people uh before we wrap up this segment and get to the rest of the galaxy oh shucks i mean i'm sure loads but you know that's the nature of things you can prepare as much as you want but when it comes down to it you know you what what's been said will be said but i just want to you know we're a very tight-knit group. We have like 50 members, but we're really only ever like 15 active members at the most, usually around 12 or so. So just when you join, be, hmm. you know, don't be shy. Don't be shy. I know it can, you know, it might be seem a little daunting, but really don't, please, because we've all been there. We understand. And at the end of the day, we really do make an effort. Once you're in, th that's it. You know, you don't have to work for anything else. You've earned your spot, and that's 100%. Like, you know... We put in that solo goid requirement just so that when you're with us and we're all on our free time and our day off, no one's saying, what's a heart? Where's where's what's the swarm? Why am mm -hmm. I exerted? I thought the Thargoid was supposed to be exerted. What's this heat damage? You know, we just we want to avoid that kind of a scenario. It is end game content. And but that's it. You know, once you've you've crossed that mountain, you're with us and you're an equal 100 percent. And just big and respect to everyone doing it. And before you cross that mountain, you guys are there every step of the way to walk them through the process. So it's not like, hey, go do it, figure it out, and then come back. Like, you guys are hooking them up. No, we, we've got everything. Like, I, even me personally, anyone that I can get on at the same time as, I'll help them out as much as possible in our Discord. We try and organize things. So we've got pinned all the things that you'd need to mm -hmm. unlock Guardian weapons, all the best places to farm these materials, that material just the best way of, and the quickest way for them to get into the action of doing it and we'll absolutely help you along the way we can't hold your hand the entire way but we'll, we'll do everything we can to help you get your ship built and we've got so many ships like uh, builds pinned mm. in our discord as well to help you on all the best starter ships and things to move on to and how to defeat a basilisk and how to go into medusa 
just the different tips. Everyone's had their own experience and everyone's learned their things over the years. So there's literally no better place on Xbox to come if you're looking yeah. to get into fighting Thargoids. I and I think that, Epic really meant to say as well, um, we need more EU time zone players. <laughs> well. we really, Epic and I are Irish and it's like nearly almost 20 to 2 here. That's no problem for me, by the way. I'm a night owl. But like, yeah. we need more EU players. So hit us up. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have a good time. All right. If you're playing Fuck Xbox, if you're playing Xbox anywhere around the world, but most especially in the U EU, go <laughs> over there. Even if you're like, hey, man, uh, AX isn't my thing. I'm not going to focus on it like for forever, forever. There's stuff that's coming. And if and when invasions happen, you're going to want to know how to protect yourself and defend humanity. So even if you're like, well, I'm more about racing or I'm more about mining or I'm more about mission running or whatever. Take a week or two, go learn how to do AX, learn, and, and you may be surprised to find you fall in love with it and never look back. But everyone needs to go out there, get some training, and be ready to defend yourself because in the end, you have to fucking choose. Are you team people or are you meat? All right. So stay with us, guys, while we go on our tour around the galaxy let's have some drinks and see what's up so right off the bat let's start with the dark wheel the dark wheel is doing well actually doing very well we uh uh are pending expansion out of tour de tani which you know we, we we knew was happening we knew it was coming and and uh that is awesome uh, we did expand from uh, 5455 into LHS 397. And uh, in 397, we're now number two in the system. And we've already started the process to, uh, you know, get it to number one. We're going to be uh, running through 397 and, and on our way to Earth, to Soul, the Soul system. And we're going to be running through uh from tour to tani for this expansion we are pushing hard to uh to try to get into lave we have been very kindly uh and graciously invited to be guests of the lave radio navy in their system they knew that we wanted to test lave and they said yeah you guys are seem like fine upstanding young individuals we'll let you come in they don't know us that well yet but uh we are 100% looking to move into Lave. We are not looking to take Lave over. I don't want to have anybody confused on that point. We are friends with the Lave Radio Navy. We have absolute respect for them, and we're happy to be their guests. Uh, that that will be testing that phase is getting into Lave. We will also be testing uh, before Thanksgiving the Earth phase, the Soul phase, and uh, Frontier had some interesting things to say about that. Which again, we will. Uh, uh, get into when we get to the frontier section and we talk about you know what yeah 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 we'll, we'll wait till then so everything is going fantastic for the dark wheel um just could not be more happy or more proud and for those people that were predicting like oh this is never going to happen nothing's going to lead to anything just wait until you hear what frontier had to say about it today i think you might find it interesting all right, so let's start with uh, the table, the round table. Let's start with everybody's opinion. Arson, your thoughts on the hand and your thoughts on uh, uh, the the Dark Wheel update. 
Roy. Hey, Arson, you're muted. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut across, but uh, just reading the chat there, I think Arson was muted. I uh -oh. I was. I was not muted in Discord, totally muted in OBS. <laughs> All right, wow. Say it again, Arson. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cut it short, but congratulations <laughs> to the hand for their uh, leaderboard success, and I'm just more excited day by day. I'm looking forward to our activities in Lave to see if anything happens. All right. Uh, Roy, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm still uh, super excited as we get closer in the dark wheel. Um, very happy to see that the the intensity is staying high, even with all the other amazing things going on in the game. So that's great mm. to see. So thanks to everybody for that. Um, and uh, to you guys in the hand, I mean, I salute you. Uh, the, the work you put in and thanks, having man. that kind of a path for people that are interested in that and want to follow it. And it's uh, I'm sure it's a lot of... It's a lot of hard work. Even though it's fun, it's like a thing you're doing to teach people. And um, yeah, I salute you for that. Thank you. Cheers, man. All the fun. Thank you, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Tweet, your thoughts. Yeah, with the hand, I, I can attest to that kind of sort of personally, actually. Mm. My uh, Grand Admiral, one of the guys that I created OPIX with their Tatsua a while back, was out bug hunting in his Axe Eagle and guys and started winging up with them and they had a good old don't nice. be shy go out there find these guys we'll fly with anybody as long as you're out there trying to do your thing and and i couldn't the dark wheel how exciting to see the momentum never slow down how bgs works like a well-oiled machine when you have such a the people all working towards right on Tweaked your sound and a little bit muffled, man. You maybe move your mic around a little bit, just just a little. Checking. Nothing should be any different. Yeah, you sound way, way quiet. You sound like you're from the other end of like a building or something. You're like yelling at the phone, and we're just hearing like very light. All right, tweaked. Go ahead and drop and come back in. Uh, Epic. Uh, why don't you tell me your thoughts on the uh, the dark wheel? What's going on? Have you been following it all? I have indeed. I've been trying to do missions for them and trying to expand as much as possible. Um, went on a big long detour of the galaxy and sold all the, the cartographic data to the Dark Whale and Shinrata um, to get allied with them and have been hugely supportive knowing that trying to expand them is, is the key yeah, to, yeah. to getting an advancement in the story. And I'm hopefully. Fully, fully behind it. Hopefully, hopefully. And Jan, I your thoughts? So. Yeah, I'm pushed to talk. I'm so sorry. But yes, yeah, absolutely a milestone for the community and fair play to everyone getting involved with it. I was active within it for the first couple of weeks, but I will not lie. I saw a shiny thing over there. Got hella distracted, <laughs> as is the nature with us AX hunters. But um, like, I just think really, again, like just to stress, monumental achievement for a group of individuals, especially in a game like this, where it's so easy to see shiny things in places. Yeah. To, actually stick with it is just awesome and yeah no i think it's it's really going to be a cool development absolutely and th there's nothing wrong with that at all people drop out and go do some stuff and they come back and do some stuff it's all good man it's all this is this is all uh you know if you're if you're not having fun you're doing it wrong so we want people to have exactly. fun and yeah but are the stars align aligning now in elite for the dark world to come out with everything that's going on with all the galant stories and everything's going on is, is now the time for the the dark world to me to show their I, card I, I think that frontier said very very clearly that 
They're all about right now pushing player-led narratives, and obviously they have some stories that they're doing, but I don't think you can look at what's going on with the Dark Wheel and not see that that is a big player-led narrative, and, and hopefully they'll engage. Yeah. And like I said, we'll, we'll get into when we get to the Frontier News. I think, I think they are going to engage, I think, based on what they said today. So, uh, Good stuff. Yeah. Arson, you had a segment you wanted to bring up uh, on that video of uh, the dream of space legs. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, so I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, Despi or uh, something like that. Uh, I would say Dzepi. Dzepi, big Z. Uh, yeah, it's it's a fantastic uh, little short one. It's only a couple of minutes long. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, starts out with a little bit of humor from you know monotony and and our ships like mm-hmm. we experience now, and uh, winds up with uh, the commander getting up out of his seat. Let's and, not spoil it. Yeah, it's not spoiling, the, but he has the, a nightmare. The, yeah, the you, you goodies definitely are. want to hang around. Yeah, don't. It, you're, you're like, what's going on? And then, and then it comes. <laughs> yeah, if you have liked some of the live action esque or animated uh, videos that we've covered from other content creators recently, you will definitely enjoy this one. Yeah, it, it's just a couple minutes long, and it's well worth a well worth a watch, and you'll get a good chuckle. It's it's well done, really really good, really polished. I, I dug it. So check out uh, the ZP uh, with that with that video. You know who that guy's head is, right? With the Z on it there. That's the dude from uh, that was the son of the guy who he was he was going hanging out with Zur and the Kodan Armada that they were coming to attack uh, the fucking uh, the guys in uh, Last Starfighter. That's the guy where he's like. Yeah, whatever. Dezep's. D- uh, I I just call him Dezep. I don't know. I you know, but yeah. uh, he's a great content creator. I really uh, love his stuff. It's really really good. Right on, brother. Right on. Yeah, it's good shit. All right, and we have Elite Week race news segment. We're gonna have a regular weekly segment where we talk about race news. Well, when there's news to talk about, uh, regular reoccurring segment. And this is sponsored by the Eight Wheel Drive Endurance Challenge. Go ahead and play their commercial. Chassis integrity compromised. Welcome to the Scarab Proving Grounds. Watch your favorite racer compete for victory while they boost their SRV across the planets at speeds of well over 100 meters per second. Tune in to the 8-Wheel Drive Endurance Championship broadcast during one of the five remaining races in the championship. Check out the Elite Racers subreddit for more details and a link to their Discord. Right on. And I think there's like two races left. And uh, it's, it should be good shit. I've put up my uh, the the from the swag bag that Frontier sent me. They sent a very cool Scarab SRV like schematic that is actually etched into like clear uh, plastic, and uh, I've put that up to go along with the first pr- place uh, trophy for the overall winner of the uh, of the rally series. So we're we're watching that with with great interest. There's another race coming up before too long, so we'll be covering it. Uh, but today, what we have to show you for the race uh, segment is Speedball is coming back, and uh, our good friend uh, uh, Primetime Casual gave us a little video. Arson, why don't you show it off to the beautiful people?
no expenses spared. The fastest race in history is back. Fly fast and don't forget to miss the ground. Right on. Do not forget the advice from the, uh, what was it? The uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The trick is to throw yourself at the ground and miss. So very important that and miss it's key, key, key point to that. So uh, tweaked. why don't we start with your thoughts on the Dezep video and the speed bowl announcement? Well, the, the video, if you got, if y'all can hear me now, the video, one thing that made me think of, and I've been one contending, I don't really care about ship interiors, except for on those long super cruise trips, when I'm going from one menu to the other, looking for something to change, then I could just get up and walk around my cockpit. Maybe I do want it. I don't know. That's what that made me think of. And the, <laughs> the speed racing stuff, even their commercials are such high quality. I cannot wait to watch this stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. For sure. Arson, your thoughts on those two subjects? Stoked for both. Beautiful. Roy. So, uh, you know, one, I, I don't want to spoil anything in that video. Definitely worth watching. Um, Definitely worth watching to the end because, yeah, the first half of it, you're like, so what's going on here? Um, but it's definitely worth watching. Um, you know, one thing it made me think of when I saw the amount of the interior that was included in that little bit that he walked through, mm. um, it's it's not like he's attempting to display the whole inside of a ship. And it got me thinking, you know, there's so much conversation around um ship interiors and what would be worth it or not worth it um i i think there's some kind of middle ground here where yeah maybe it doesn't have to be like anatomically correct down to the millimeter every single interior cavity of a ship modeled right you can still have a lot of fun with interacting with the modules we know are already in the ship and and you kind of you know elevator teleport as it would as it were to different different spots that can mm. still be fun and maybe that's an order of magnitude easier to do i don't know i was thinking too like maybe there could be some suspension disbelief kind of like how you know doctor who's tardis is bigger on the inside than the outside mm -hmm. if they had to do a little bit of that to make it work i'm not gonna you know that's not gonna break my immersion um if if things aren't millimetrically you know lined up with the interior cavity that that we know the ship sizes are hell yeah man for sure i I strongly sort of agree that, you know, just because Star Citizen is going the route of 
you know, we've got every step measured. We've got every this, we've got every, you know, bookshelf. We've got where the coffee sits, whatever. Like, that's cool and all, but keep in mind, they're eight years in on a tech demo. So there's definitely some 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 idea there to find that middle ground and just like, you know, go with that. Go with, don't try to compete with what you don't do. Do what you do and do it better than anyone, for sure. Uh, Epic, your thoughts on the Dezep video and the Speed Bowl? <laughs> I was actually waiting to the toilet. I don't know. I don't have, <laughs> have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry about that. Dude, this is Elite Week. That's how it goes, bro. It's all good. Yawn. Yo. Uh, Hella does that. Great, great man. Haven't seen that particular video yet because I'm, mm. I'm here. But Hella guy. Um, actually, you saw my very first power plant snipe from that? I don't know. Oh, just mm, moy moy. But um, I've forgotten what the second part was. So I'm just going to, again, Hella does that. Speedball, speedball. Speed bowling is awesome. I have not tried that out myself yet. Or canyon racing in Elite. I love that. The uh, the depth to all of that as well, though. Records being broken. Right on. Right on. All right. So now we come to Frontier News. And holy shit, has it been a week for Frontier News. Let's start right off the bat with... Uh, I want to... I wanna, Okay, uh, so Lave Radio this week, they talked about the newsletters and they had a whole discussion and they were talking about how, you know, ah, the newsletters are kind of crap. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, no, not pulling any punches. The newsletters absolutely were kind of shite for a while there. Um, newsletters in the history of Elite were phenomenal back in the day. They were really, really good. And then at some point, it sort of got scaled back to where it was uh how do i say this it was it was it, it literally was sort of just the like and we have this paint job and it was that that's that's sort of all that it was um it's it's all right uh but they have brought it back and as of uh, a couple newsletters ago like shit was really good uh newsletter 302 phenomenal and newsletter 303 just dropped today and in that newsletter first off they talked they have a, a link to the article on dev diary 2 forging your own path which has additional answers there, there's a forum post with a whole bunch of additional answers that people should check out they talk about wrapping in horizons for everyone on october 27th and and how the people that previously purchased horizons are going to get um you know, all of those paint jobs for free for all of your ships, just as a little thank you. You talk about the 300th newsletter competition uh, ended. Huge congratulations to Colin, who won a Elgato stream deck, and to the many uh, people, I think it was like 50 people, won 5,000 arcs. Congrats to all of you guys. They talked about their live streams for this week, which, which were great. We're going to get to in a minute. They did the standard, you know, here's our paint jobs. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to give all those paint jobs a pass. Uh, but like, whatever, it's, it's different strokes for different folks, whatever. They talked about a Galnet news articles, all of them that were released this week. And then under the community section, there was two things. The first, they talked about the community goal, which we're going to get to in just a moment. But the second thing they listed there is 
The Dark Wheel continues turning. The Dark Wheel player faction is in a state of expansion with uh, movement into the Lave system expected in under two weeks. This marks a milestone for the player group behind the movement with plans to push into Seoul in about a month. Players interested in the reasons uh, behind the initiative can find out more and get involved by joining the Elite Week Discord. Awesome, awesome stuff. And then they have a live stream schedule with different content creators that you know that you can see when you can find them if you want to check out some different sort of flavors of Elite. That was super, super awesome. I gotta say, I'm feeling like for them to highlight this, uh, it didn't sound... You know, like the idea of moving into Seoul is impossible. It didn't sound like, you know, this is just crazy, crazy out of line. It might be me just with my my wishful thinking. We'll see how it goes. But I am feeling just personally very, very hopeful now that uh, some, some stuff will happen. We will see. So uh, moving on with Frontier News, they had two streams this week. The first was Super Cruise News seven which was bruce and stephen and i if you have not seen it this is only going to be available to see for like two weeks and then it goes away because it's uh from the from twitch but uh i highly recommend that every last one of you pour yourself a drink at some point this week and watch that video it is hilarious so stephen and bruce decided they were going to go and fight for the empire in last week's cg and Bruce then decided he was going to troll the fuck out of Steven. So every time they jumped into a CZ, Bruce would start firing on the Empire uh, so that everybody in the whole thing turned hostile. And just literally, I think it was like th- it was two or three times in, in the course of like 20 minutes, just got Steven blown up. And every time it was fucking hilarious because Bruce would even, Steven would be like, did you why is everybody firing at me? Did you shoot whatever? And, and Bruce is like, yeah, mate, spice of light. <laughs> and it was just, it was maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was fucking amazing. So that so that, that was that super entertaining. Um, and then Thursday was the stream Fight or Flight, which it was Art and Bruce. Steven was supposed to be there, but he, I think he was having technical difficulties or something. But it was last minute Art stepped in. It was Art and Bruce. And they were with Plater. And they were talking about doing bounty hunting and, and doing that. And it was good fucking times. Why don't we start with the guest? Epic, your thoughts on the newsletter 303 and the uh, Frontier streams for this week? Yeah, I actually, I checked out that Plater one. Sorry, Epic, I'd like totally just like yeah, Leroy yeah. Jenkins that one. But um, <laughs> I'd just be awkward if I stopped now. Um, I haven't actually, you know, I, I've opened two elite newsletters. I'm a terrible person. And they were both containing free paint jobs. But I will definitely now, like you really piqued my interest with pointing out, um, you know, that they're quite detailed now. So I'll definitely be keeping an eager eye on them. Um, they were- but I love, sorry? They were very skippable for a while, but they're good now. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, so I must definitely check them out more regularly uh, as well with the, the comment about the conflict zone. I was just immediately thought like, yep, that's your average hand conflict zone. You know, the uh, Starship One, the attack on Starship One mm. uh, when it was in orbit over Mars, Epic and I went to that. Uh, I think it was just the two of us and then Flinchy Thumbs came in a vulture for some uh, fire support. 
and we took it on. So just the three of us, we routed it, and then more people turned up because they were just hearing about how much fun we were having. But that was phenomenal. It was a lot of fun. I just wanted to, to touch on that. Hell yeah. Epic, your thoughts on all this? Um, I watched the Super Cruise news. And <laughs> I watched the Epic drawing what was it? going on. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, was... he didn't seem to have a clue what was going on. And getting shot so up by absolutely trolling. everyone. Yeah, it was. I got a, real, a lot of laughs out of watching that. <laughs> it I, was I, brilliant. I thought that was maybe the best Super Cruise news I've ever seen. Yeah. It was just for yeah. entertainment value. You could not be. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't expect to laugh that hard watching it. I have to say, definitely tune in for those from now on. Tweet, definitely th- much more entertaining. Right on. Tweet, your thought on the newsletters and the uh, the streams, the newsletter and the streams. Yeah, the newsletters definitely dipped for a little while, like you said, and they've gotten better since. But I still would contend, even when the quality, quote unquote, dipped, I don't really think the newsletters are really intended for those of us on the show and those of us that listen to the show that are diehard elite fans. I mean, I know me personally, I suck up every bit of elite information I can get all week long. So whatever they send me in the the newsletter, I pretty much have already seen. So I think it's really geared towards a more casual fan, possibly. Mm. But 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 the the super cruise news thing that was just absolutely high entertainment value i feel bad for steven it seems like everybody's always picking on poor steven i think they're 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 buddies they're laughing it off they were having a good time uh roy your thoughts on the newsletter 303 and the streams yeah i think i think tweak makes a good point um i mean the lifeblood of a newsletter is to have things to write about so uh that's changed, obviously, for the better in a big, big way in the last few weeks. Um, I mean, just to say it again, uh, I, I, I really want to ex- congratulate everyone involved in the Dark Wheel that the, they got a mention in the newsletter. That was really cool to see. And um, boy, there's some tinfoilery that can spin off of being recognized officially in a in a canon, you know, mm. a, appropriate uh, lore. Uh, piece of uh, literature in the game, so that's super cool. Um, I, I think, as far as the the super crews, I mean, what made that funny is how innocent Stephen mm. was in that situation. It just seemed completely natural. So that was, uh, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, and I mean, Bruce has got a wicked little fucking sense of humor. I'm, <laughs> I, the entire community team is is firing on all on all cylinders, and I mean, yeah. Art as the anchor of the team is fucking amazing that guy fights for us to be able to share what he can he's no nonsense he's very you know like hey here's what we could do here's what we can't do and he pushes the the envelope in our favor and i fucking love him for that he really Uh, is how we play the game yeah bruce is is wicked sense of humor funny wry and and sneaks in little hints of things here and there and i fucking love him for that Steven is just happy-go-lucky, the sweetest <clears throat> guy in the world, super, super nice, super, super, uh, like, a lot of people look at it and it's like, well, this bit comes from art or this bit comes as a hint from Bruce or this bit comes here, or this bit comes there. What they don't see is Steven is the glue behind the scenes that's holding the whole thing together. He's the one that are, like arranges the streams and sets up stuff and does the prep work and and just uh, like that guy does not get enough credit for all of the stuff. He's he's the guy, he's the glue that holds the whole thing together. And Paul 
is great on the forums and the few times like he hasn't made a, a lot of appearances thus far on on camera or whatever but great guy really really funny he is an old school you know what is it grocknard or whatever like he's he's one of us he's an uber nerd and he's a fucking like awesome just the, the entire team is killing it and i i just think they're they're fucking they're these guys are doing it well wholeheartedly right, so, agree yeah yeah so let's move on to the forum posts uh the big forum posts that i pulled out and and all of these links to the streams are in the show notes um the newsletter you got to go sign up for yourself but uh for sure you should do that and go check and be careful because sometimes like it, it throws my newsletter it threw my newsletter in in the like the trash folder or whatever the the like uh, spam folder or whatever you gotta go pull that out make sure that you click it i start it in google so that it won't do that anymore and i put the thing to say no no, no. put it in the main folder i don't want this in my trash folder i want to see this every fucking week when it comes out but the forum post that i pulled out is the thread with the developer diary 2 recap that was mentioned in the newsletter that is they just posted today a whole bunch of answers to questions of stuff where people are like hey you know what about this with shields for my for my uh suit what about this for you know how the starports work what about this what about that they put a big list of you know here's your question here's the answer everyone should go check that out and uh the galnet news articles for this week so there was uh three separate articles that we pulled out and highlighted you've got uh on october 5th there was the uh revelation halts uh starship one trial this was where the tech that they were putting on trial for murder said like well actually i was told to do it from uh, up from the very top and they were like okay we're gonna halt everything and take you to a private room and grill this guy and try to get the story behind you know what's going on uh so that was on the fifth on the eighth Military strike against Marlinist faction and Eurebia Blue Mafia resists Imperial forces. Uh, again, all of these are linked in the show notes. And on the ninth was Fleet Admiral Vincent named as Starship One Saboteur. Now, here's why that's important. You should definitely go read that article. Fleet Admiral Vincent is the good buddy of President Hudson. So the way that this all goes out is... President Hudson is not in power. Halsey's in power. President Hudson makes a big deal back in the day about like, oh, Halsey's a lefty, liberal, whatever. She's weak against crime. Look at these guys are here doing onion head and she's not even stopping them and yada, yada, yada at Pan Am. And he goads Jasmina Halsey into like, coming down hard and like well we're gonna have to crack down on him because my political opponent is making points off of me being weak on crime so she cracks down on the on the onion head dealers or whatever from pan m the growers and all that then he talks to his buddy hudson talks to his buddy uh vice uh sorry fleet admiral vincent and gets him to escalate things past what halsey wanted and starts firebombing pan m now Halsey's stuck in a spot where she's been positioned. She's been she's been maneuvered Machiavellian style by uh, Hudson to go hard on crime. She's stuck. She's got to double down on shit. And now people are starting to question her and they're getting upset. And she now has to go on this sort of tour of like she's flying around on Air Force One or Starship One or whatever to try to like, 
do a press tour of like, no, I'm not really that bad. I, we're just fighting against crime or whatever. He gets his buddy again, Fisid, uh, 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 Fleet Admiral Vincent, to get one of the techs to sabotage her ship. Her ship explodes. Everybody's presumed dead. And it's all hush-hush covered up. Uh, Felicia Winters takes over her spot. But Felicia Winters never wanted to be the top dog. And and Hudson was the one. The elections were coming up anyways. And Hudson was the one that was the real sort of Machiavelli pulling the strings. He takes over the presidency and puts his buddy in a in a prime you know spot and then h- covers everything up. So now this shit is all falling apart and it is supremely obvious to anyone even slightly paying attention that all fingers are pointing at Hudson now as the guy. This is straight up the storyline from Babylon 5. Uh, he fucking whacked the president or, well, tried to. It turned out that she uh, survived, saw the caretakers of the galaxy, whatever, and, and is now hanging out with Edmund Mahan in the Alliance because uh, that's where it's safe, I guess. They put her in a loony bin at one point. It was, it's been a whole thing. But all the fingers are pointing at uh, uh, Hudson as being the, 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 the sort of dirty dog on this. Yeah, so, his uh, article at the time was, I can't believe anyone was found alive. Yeah. Like he wanted, like he knew, he knew that she should have died. Mm-hmm. But he was super shocked that anyone but, was found alive. But the caretakers of the universe stepped in and saved her, which is interesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, those pacifiers are shit. all right and you know what we're gonna throw in we're just gonna wrap up uh frontier news we can get to the talking points here uh community goals wise so there was last week's community goals which just ended in which uh last week's cg uh liz rider's massively overpowered rack thwarted dower denton petraeus in his attempt to try to uh take on uh uh trying to go and invade a system with a with a stupid fucking power grab uh, and then this week's CG, Dower Denton is uh, attempting to crush uh, the peaceful Empire citizen uh, in, in one of their own states. And this combat bond, this is another combat bond CG, but this one ends on Wednesday. And here's why that's important. If a combat CG, if any CG ends on Wednesday, it's almost a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. There's a follow-up to this CG. There's this part two to the CG, kind of like the old Interstellar Initiatives. There's a follow-up to it, and it's going to be something that happens on the tick. Now, I could be wrong. That's just conjecture. This is not official whatever, but I think what you're going to see is this CG is going to follow up with something that's going to take start right on the tick for the next thing. There's going to be some art asset move. Some Something is going to happen there. And lastly, just to wrap up Frontier News... Uh, Frontier was interviewed uh, by Massively, Massively OP. So there's a link in the show notes to that article if you want to go check it out. So why don't we start with Roy. Your thoughts on the CG, the Galnet news, the uh, the new CG, and the forum post. So by over Massively Overpowered Rack, you're referring to the Double Engineered Missile Rack, correct? Correct. Her missile rack uh, brought the entire galaxy out to defend her. Understood. Um, I, you know, uh, I'm just thrilled that between all the Galnet news articles and community goals coming back to back, it's starting to feel like I can't even keep up with it all. Yes. Um, which is exactly what I was hoping for. 
Um, Absolutely. I think that's great. Um, I'm going to have to, I mean, yeah, I, I haven't been playing the game long enough to have been around when all this uh, uh, intrigue, political intrigue and stuff went down the first time around. So I'm going to have to do a bit of reading to figure out some of the backstory on this um, mm. to understand some of these nuances. But it's, it's I, I love it. I love that this is happening now and at this pace. This this feels about right. And just, just, just for Roy's edification, uh, for any of you guys out there, you got to be checking out, especially now with all the news that's flowing so well, you got to be checking out Galnet News Digest. Commander Watherspoon and his new uh, uh, protege, uh, Commander uh, Beetlejuice, they did the story about that CG. And it was literally Beetlejuice read the story that Watherspoon had, had uh, written about, uh, you know, uh, Liz Ryder's overpowered rack thwarting the Empire. And she literally, if you listen carefully, as the end of her talking about Liz Ryder's overpowered rack, you will hear her hitting her head on her desk <laughs> at the at Watherspoon's choice of phrasing on that. Uh, it, was, it was fucking hilarious. Uh, Arson, your thoughts on the CG, the Galnet, the forum post? Uh, so the, the part that I want to talk about is the CG. I am really, really intrigued by the reward for Liz's mm -hmm. missiles. Um, not so much because I'm interested in a high-capacity, lightweight missile rack, but what other goodies are they going to give us? Mm. Well, let me, let me step in on that, and I, I want to point out something because it's been asked you know uh you know oh what's the deal what does this indicate is are we getting you know player driven in odyssey are we going to get you know players can go and double primary uh fully engineer a thing with a with a whatever uh so uh i posed the question directly to frontier and their response was these will only ever be offered as rewards for certain activities when and if the narrative requires. This will not be a function that we will be bringing to the game for players to do outside of this, which I think is absolutely the right call. To have a special little thing that they can put out here or there and they can pick how they do it so it's not something that completely breaks the game, that's okay. If you give us the ability to, you know... Uh, uh, long range five <clears throat> overpower uh, thermal vent that's breaking shit or just you know like plasma accelerators that have two of the fully engineered things that lower the heat you know they yeah, give you better heat dissipation a lot of unintended consequences yeah you open that all the way up this was this was smart how they handled it tweet your thoughts on all of this frontier news Love all this Frontier news. Can't get enough of the stories. Not even going to try to predict where they're going to go, other than the fact that there are some major political implications coming that we may see down the line, which makes it very intriguing. I, uh, earlier this evening, just had my less than half a ton, high-capacity, lightweight, with thermal cascade uh, seeker missile racks shipped to my fleet carrier, so that's already in-game and ready to go. And I'm just having a ball with all these CGs. Fantastic. Jan, your thought on this uh, Frontier news? Man, I got to say big shout out to Frontier for this, like current CZ in particular. You you have mega ships in the actual zones. And we've always been saying, you know, mm -hmm. talk to any combat pilot. I wish there was a, 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 um, 
like a focal point, a centerpiece mm-hmm. to all of this, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's been amazing, and um, yeah, I think I'm I'm just really excited. The game universe feels the most alive that it has since like the Thargoid War was in full swing, where every Thursday you were logging on, checking Galnet, going on a several discords, and you know it was an incredible atmosphere. So it's great that it's coming back. Absolutely, and not only. Are there those mega ships? But there have been as many as three mega ships sighted in one of the CG zo- CZ zones, and they are opening up fire. If you kite, uh, you know, uh, enemies over close enough to within range of those mega ships, they will open fire and light up. So that's a first. That's new. That's cool. I dig that. That's that's really good shit. Epic. Your thoughts. <laughs> oh man, like, like uh, first off, yes, absolutely adoring how much, uh, how many Galnet articles there are. But to get down into the story, then Hudson is a puppet. Hudson's a bastard. There's, t- <laughs> it's just, it's the clubber behind everything, and it's gonna come to some sort of huge, big fucking war between Dark Whale, come save us all. Lots of pews, <laughs> lots of fun. It's gonna be amazing. It's just, it really feels like Elite starting to hit its final strides into just <laughs> just brilliance yeah and uh, anybody want to give me their thoughts on liz rider's amazing rack that thwarted the empire g5 for life right on all right so yeah the, the frontier news is pretty fucking great this week i think that takes us into tweaks tip 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 of the week right tip of the week already here we go Everybody knows of all our great third-party websites that we use to get our make our way through this game. EDDB.io is a great one, and most everybody knows about Inara.cz. What I find a lot of people don't know about Inara is why it's so crucial that everybody connect your account to Inara. It's real easy to do. You create an account on Inara.cz. It's easier if you make it the same gamer tag that you use in in game. Then it'll ask you which platform you play on. PC, Xbox One, PS4. Click whichever one. Sign in with your username and password for that. And boom, it connects your account to your actual in-game character. The reason this is so beneficial to do is for the engineering itself. Now, Inara, you can do so many things. You can look at systems, stations, all around the galaxy. You can get all kinds of information with it. But when it comes to engineering, all you have to do is, if you want to upgrade your FSD, you click on, you go to engineering tab, you click on Felicity Farseer, you go to FSD, you want increased range, you click on the recipe for increased, increased range, and it will tell you what materials you have, what materials you're missing, and what you need. So it'll tell you if you need 10 military superconductors, but you only have seven, it'll tell you. You have seven, but you need 10. So it keeps track of all of it. You just hit update commander profile, it loads it back up, and then it will tell you what you are lacking. So you can actually go to a material trader trade for everything you're going to need before you even go to the engineer and then you can grade five with experimental with one trip to the engineer makes everything so much easier right on that is good shit brother thank you all right so that takes us to 
Another segment we've added, which is the Elite Week Canon Interstellar Spotlight. Every week, uh, again, this is whenever there's something new to put out, we definitely want to shout out Canon. I personally feel that of all of the institutions in the game, there is none finer in all of Elite than Canon Interstellar as far as the history, the long history of, you know, things that they've discovered and, and I think there's about to be a lot new shit to discover and I I'm super excited to see them spool back up and to see you know all of this stuff uh come down so right off the bat Arson why don't we start with the Canon plugin update this is very very cool and I think everyone should see this video so that they can uh get this plugin and get the update and see what it can do for them Hello fellow Canoneers, I've been very busy enhancing our tools to include some of the latest data that we have been gathering. In particular, I wanted to draw your attention to a small but very significant change that I have made to the biology data map. We now have an unknown biology signal section, which shows biology signals captured from the Elite Dangerous Data Network, or EDDN for short. These are systems that we know contain biology, but do not have any corresponding composition scans to tell us what is there. This data is not just gathered by the Canon plugin, but by commanders running the many third-party software packages that interface with the EDDN. You will have noticed that the patrol system in our excellent plugin will direct you to the nearest system with unscanned signals. But the changes we have made to our map means that you can now investigate in advance to see what might be there for you to discover. If we zoom in on this area in the fourth quadrant, we can see a number of known biology types, as well as a surrounding cluster of unknown signals in red. In this instance, the biology found in this area so far are brain trees and bark mounds. If you click on any of the systems, it will show you some information on the left-hand panel indicating what kind of biology has been found so far. One rather useful change we've made for the unknown signals is that we've added a link to the recently updated signals page. Clicking on the link takes you to a page that can help you predict what type of biology you're likely to find. The axes on this chart represent gravity on the y-axis and temperature on the x-axis. We have drawn coloured boxes on the chart that represent the known range of gravity and temperature. The bodies themselves are represented by circles centred on the gravity and temperature of the body, and if you hover over them it will give details. So if a body falls within a box with a matching body type, this means that the body is capable of supporting the biology indicated by the box. In this example, we can see that all the bodies are capable of supporting brain trees, as well as some supporting bark mounds. If you're searching for brain trees, this might be a good system to visit. If we look at another nearby star, we can see that none of the bodies are capable of supporting anything other than bark mounds, so we may want to give it a wide berth. So there you have it. I hope this helps you on your search for whatever it is you're looking for. If you have any ideas about improving our tools, please get in touch and give us your suggestions, no matter how asinine they are.
granted, Commander. Laboratory space will be allocated for a successful landing. First off, so welcome back. Uh, amazing shit. I, I'm super, super interested. I, I, I dig that that the you know he's showing you here's how you can go find new shit and and just breaks it down for you people need to go get that plug in get in on that also with regard to canon i want to do a shout out and highlight the fact that um they have a new canon podcast you can there's a link to it in the show notes uh for the youtube video i think they're going to be getting themselves on you know all of the podcast sites it takes a couple weeks to get that already going but or you know all going but uh caltern larzok pangolin and savern winter uh already have uh an episode out and it's awesome awesome stuff so go and check that out throw it on the second screen while you're flying around and i just want to throw in one thing that came up in the chat while we were watching this video. Uh, people have already tried, and you can safely uh, change the experimental effect on that double fully engineered missile rack from Liz Ryder. So, for sure, I just want to give everybody I want to give everybody the shout out to go out there and change. You, you, it's safe. You can go do that to your heart's content. You're going to keep your five five. Uh, with your experimental uh, effect of choice. So why don't we start with Arson, your thoughts on all of the stuff with Canon, the, the new podcast, and uh, the uh, the missile rack. Uh, so I've got to say with with Canon, I'm pretty pretty pumped. I caught their their first uh, welcome back podcast from being inactive. They're ramping up their media presence and so far mm -hmm. it's looking great. Uh, Absolutely, the missile rack. The that news about the experimentals is pretty awesome because I don't really see uh, the thermal one being that uh, beneficial for my playstyle. So I'm excited yeah, yeah, about that. Of course, of course, yeah. All right, Roy, your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I installed the Canon uh, plugin. Plug Mm -hmm. uh, when we mentioned it, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I've been flying around with that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, really enjoying that. Um, when I saw this video, we're essentially they're adding a small feature to this existing database map mm -hmm. program. I'm like, how did I not know about this database map program? Like I was blown away that that existed, let alone this little in incremental, you know, incremental improvement they've made to it. I had yeah. no idea. That that wasn't some sort of you know secret uh, canon you know within the inner circle. Uh, here's the rich database of all of our knowledge, kind of thing. I just I uh, I loaded that up and yeah, I'm gonna have some fun with that. Yeah, man, they put it out there for everybody. They're very very cool that way, and that's why I wanted to play the whole video because I wanted people. I really wanted to highlight that LCU is just a fucking awesome dude. He puts a lot of work into the plug-in stuff and getting all of that. That's kind of his pet project. And he's actually, he's such a sweet fucking dude. We had him on a couple of weeks ago and he's, you know, just great, great guy. He is working on a thing for the dark wheel project, a very, very cool star map kind of set up for us that, that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you more about it later, but holy shit, that 
it's 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 exciting stuff. And about the missile oh, rack, I would say if uh, if anyone has an issue, you know, you try to change the experimental and it doesn't work, even though Kai told you it would, you can reach him at eliteweek three three zero six at gmail dot com and share your feelings. Fuck yeah, bro! Tweet. <laughs> yeah, well, Canon is next level with everything they do, and. Props to them for starting up the podcast again. I know that's something that they used to do, and I believe they stopped, and now they're mm-hmm. getting going again. Mm-hmm. I will always welcome more elite content to come in and listen to. Uh, the, the struggle is to find the time to listen to it all nowadays, but that, that is not a bad thing. The, I dig. The, I, I also dig it because they they sort of focus on elite, and I like that. Yes, that, I, that, that's very important when it comes to elite content, I believe. that That's my personal opinion anyways. The missile yeah. rack, that's big news, if true. And I would I would add to everybody, if you want to change that experimental, and let's be fair, most of us do want to change that because Thermal Cascade is just you, kind of. But I would try to do it quicker than, than later, just in case it's not intended to work that way and FDEV decides to change that, so... Right on, right on. All right. Uh, did I do arson already? Yes. Okay. So let's go to Jan. Your thoughts on uh, on all this stuff with Canon and the mystery. Straight up, um, Canon are just what. Push the talk. Dang, finger slipped. <laughs> Canon, thank you, by the way. Canon are really one of those organizations that Elite would be much like, you know, they really make the galaxy a lot more rich and actually like alive in a lot of ways. You know, they're they're great for that. And so big shout out to them. And like, you know, they have just such fond memories of getting into Goiting right when the Hydra turned up and watching that whole live stream with Canon and everything. It was just a really mm. great time. Um, so sorry, I know that really isn't related to what you're asking, but that's that's what I think of Canon. OK, um, I do. <laughs> missile Rack's pretty awesome, although to be perfectly honest, um, like lightweight high cap that's just good for you know bit of bounty hunting bit of something casual so it's good for a goofy build to be able to try it something weird on it uh for sure but it's awesome you know and big shout out to that uh person in the comments for for you know sharing that with us it's gonna be cool looking forward to trying it out Mm, right on epic your thoughts not much i can say about canon that hasn't already been said like they're just an asset to the whole of elite dangerous um there's other groups out there like independent Rax- raxel hunters scully of the most he set that up um it's another fantastic place for all, all the lore and all the tinfoil hattery of the game hmm. uh, as for the missile rack yeah i would change the experimental on that that's not gonna be that useful drag drives or something to to help you out for sure primarily. right on all right it's time to move on to real life science we move from canon to to uh science in the universe we start off with there's a link here to view of earth from the iss the international space station and let me tell you does it look good throw it up there uh arson look at that that's fucking gorgeous ah i i I just I go for space porn, man. Every time I see these these like links to stuff from the space station or from Hubble or from, uh, you know, they'll have oh this is from you know even old you know this is from Discovery or this is from 
you know, the, the new stuff, Osiris Rex or whatever, I'm, I'm always, always excited. And coming up, man, all of our stuff, we've got three missions on the way to Mars right now, and they're going to be getting there in February. So lots of stuff to see later this month. They're, they announced that they did a, a last round of testing or whatever on Osiris Rex. Later this month is when they're going to go make their collection. So it's going to be exciting to see. And they'll be bringing it back in uh, 2023. So look forward to that. All right. The next up is actually uh, a segment that Roy is going to go ahead and introduce from Anton Petrov on how to discover your own planets in NASA telescope data. Go ahead and yeah. take it, Roy. Yeah. So um, I, I thought this part was fascinating. I mean, uh, Ant Antov does great videos. Uh, if you're not subscribed to him and you're into any kind of anything to do with space or astronomy or uh, astrophysics or he can break it down and make it understandable and walk you through it. And it's it's fun and exciting. I, I, I really love his channel. Um, this one in particular, what what surprised me is uh, what he's highlighting here is there are some um, tools, some software tools that are freely available simple to use uh, where you can kind of be like your own explorer of the galaxy by looking through the data from uh, the Kepler and Tess uh, exoplanet hunting missions. So there is a mountain, mountains and mountains of data that has come out of these. Uh, Tess is the newer one and it's still producing data that hasn't even like there's so much data all the scientists and graduate students and other organizations that are going through it, like it's going to take a long time to get through all of it. And so it's a bit of a gold rush to use some of these tools to see, sift through it. I, I, I compare it actually to a gold rush where you're panning for gold and you can, he steps you through uh, some very easy tools uh, step by step. It's in Python and he has some videos that also teach that, but you don't need to know a lot of Python to figure this out because he walks you through the commands and it's basically some simple commands that take the raw data from uh, that these telescopes have downloaded and it shows it as uh, like a signal source and then it looks like a, uh, you know, you're looking for little little movements in the signal that are basically a planet crossing in front of the star that was being watched and it's about five steps and at the end of the five steps, you know if you've seen a planet or not. And this is mm. real data in real time. And you can discover your, you could be a discoverer of an exoplanet. It's like that. It's like anybody could go pan for gold. Anybody can go use these simple tools that he walks you through. Um, it is not hard. I'm going to try this this weekend. I think it's going to be a load of fun. The, the thing, I mean, I love exploration in Elite. And I sort of got the same tingles watching this video. Like, you can just pick based on criteria of star type or distance or just pick randomly just as if you were flying through the galaxy and mm -hmm. you get to see what you get to see except it's real this is real um and and one of the things i'm looking forward to actually is picking some stuff out of this database seeing if i see something then go look at it in elite and see what's in there so um, this is based off of the the transits so the yeah. the, the, fa the way that we find exoplanets is because you, you know you can't see that far away. What you look for is when there's a blink or a dimming of the star, because that indicates that there's a body that's moving in front of that star that's blocking a certain spectrum of the light. Yeah, it's um, and really what the 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 little procedure I guess that he's going through. Someone made some libraries that simplify 
what would have been a whole crap load of programming to do mm -hmm. this to where now you just need to run a few commands mm -hmm. and it takes it from like a splotchy looking star to a, a string of points um, and you can see in this one that you know those spikes are where something's crossing in front of the star and then a few more commands and it sort of folds those over on each other to reveal the one big moment where the the planet crossed in front of the star and it stands like a stands out like a sore thumb and then voila you've just discovered an exoplanet that's legit man i did yeah. that shit yeah that's awesome so if you're interested in doing this we have a link in the show notes you can look at the video he explains to you where to go how to do it how to get set up and, and the steps to follow and basically what's going to happen is it's just like the folding at home project kind of thing where it's like there's so much data to go through that it's like okay we'll make this publicly available people can look and if you flag something you know then what it's going to do is it'll go to a graduate student who's going to like review it and go like no yeah this is legit or like no this this idiot doesn't what he's doing and you know and that graduate student will then reach out to somebody else who will confirm you know somebody higher up who will confirm and and it'll go through sort of the scientific process and each step of the process is going to be someone looking at it to disprove it and then once they say like nope okay this is legit this is not disproven then it it moves up the line so if you right now we're living in a very exciting time where people can get involved in this process and we are as a species just you know 50 years ago we didn't know that exoplanets exist even much more recent we didn't know that they existed and, and then you know now we're at the point where we've literally found as we talked about last week on the show the first exoplanet in another galaxy that shit is crazy but you know finding exoplanets in this galaxy is much easier so uh, get involved and do this if you want to get in if you're and i think for streamers and content creators who are like man i, I whatever i want to do something a little interesting you, you got people like mal for the win who does stuff where like they, they him and psychic will like live stream like NASA launches or whatever, I would love to see a very technical, capable guy like Mal or like down to earth or, you know, somebody uh, do a stream where they actually do this and, and like highlight it to the community or whatever. And I, I just think it's super, super awesome. Uh, and, and so the last thing that we have on the NASA news is uh, uh, or, or this week in real science news, and then we'll add the expanse on there is that uh there's a video that uh we've got linked here this week at nasa now this was from last week but we were super super busy with uh uh what do you call it uh dev all diary. of the news from the dev diary so we didn't get a chance to to cover it but there's a launch going up soon to the iss the international space station uh you've got a female uh american astronaut and two uh russian uh astronauts that are are going to be going up to the iss uh they're taking off and this is uh um you know a continuation of the project there was more information on the artemis project the budget was went through it went through their big congressional meeting and they talk about you know the process that they're going through here in 2021 they're going to have an artemis launch in 2023 they're going to have a manned artemis launch uh that's going to be going past i think the upper atmosphere you know the uh you know areas uh the 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 uh leo lower lower earth orbit and then in 2024 the plan is to put people on the moon to stay so this is all super super interesting exciting it's a couple minute long video it's a three whatever minute long video 
go check out This Week in NASA and keep checking it out because that's that's definitely one to subscribe to and keep keep informed. And on the Expanse news, uh, we've got so a couple things happened. Number one, uh, there was a uh, video. Uh, what do you call it? It was basically the the, the Comic Con, but because you, you know you can't do Comic Con with COVID, they did a stream, a Comic Con type stream for the Expanse. And uh, oh yeah, right there on the screen, you can see they're talking about how Osiris Rex they found bits from uh, Bennu. Uh, 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 sorry, bits of uh, Vesta Vesta. on Bennu, uh, which is super, super exciting. I cannot wait for them to get that data back. But uh, okay, so on the Expanse, uh, number one, they did a huge like uh, live stream type thing where they had a bunch of the cast on there uh, and they were talking about stuff and, and talking about season five. They played the season five trailer in that live stream and they announced live then that uh, this happened just the other day that um season five will start on december 12th on december 12th season five will drop on amazon and the way they're doing it this year this season is the first three episodes will drop after that it will be every week so december 19th and you know etc etc going on one episode a week. So they're giving you the first three to sort of get you back fully invested yeah. and caught up to like get you because <clears throat> you know you have to do setup for a show for a TV season and they don't want to put like the first one and have people go, eh, whatever. By getting you three in, they're gonna get you totally hooked. And then every week you're gonna have those water cooler moments where you're gonna act it's not gonna be like you binge it all in a day and then it's done. You're gonna they're gonna slow it down a little bit so that you savor it and get a chance to talk to your friends about holy shit, did you see what they did yesterday? And let me tell you something, book five is the best of the books. It is the most exciting. Ask anybody who's read through them all, and they will tell you, like, this is the one that they've been waiting for. So I expect that this is going to be the best season of the expanse yet. And season five and six are just like the the pinnacle of like they're the high point. So super, super exciting. In addition to that, the last thing, the last bit of news on The Expanse is on December 2nd, they'll have it online everywhere and in comic book stores. They are dropping a new comic book, Expanse comic book. It's a limited series and it's going to be branching between the end of season four and the start of season five. And it's going to be the adventures of... Avasarala and Bobby as they work together to try to uncover what's going on with these weapon smuggling whatever and I'm not going to say where or who because I don't want to give spoilers away for people that are just starting in on season one or two or whatever but it's it's super super interesting stuff so uh, that is real life science news and the expanse news that we include because I love those fuckers so whatever uh, let's start with Arson your thoughts I, I'm just overwhelmed. Elite's doing awesome. Real life science is doing awesome. Space things everywhere. Uh, more in my veins, please. Yes. Roy. Uh, so when I saw that video of uh, Earth from the ISS, and I love any of those, right? The first thing I thought was, come on, dudes. Portrait mode? Can't someone turn the phone sideways? And then I thought, you know what? They're in microgravity. Maybe they can't make it go into landscape mode. <laughs> Holy shit. You just blew my mind there, bro. <laughs> yeah, Tweet. Yeah, I thought that. 
the, the real real science stuff that 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 actually blows my mind i mean 50 years ago we were sitting here watching happy days and shows like that on you know three tv channels and now we're exploring the galaxy and finding exoplanets from our living room couch it's, it's pretty mind-blowing really and, right. and the expanse i love the expanse love the books love the show and I love the way they're doing this, the first three episodes, and then we're going to get an episode a week, which will build up that excitement and that that's something to look forward to every week. And dare I say, the way they're doing week after week after week, may that lead us right towards Odyssey? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I got to tell you now, if you're an Expanse fan or if you're somebody who's on the fence about it, get on it now. You've got a couple of months. Get caught up because we're going to be covering it weekly on this show. So uh, get in on it. Don't get left behind. Uh, Jan, your thoughts on Real Science News and The Expanse? Dude, not going to lie. I got so hella not sober in the last half an hour. So <laughs> I'll keep it brief. Um, the Expanse, if, if Elite ever got a TV show, I couldn't see it doing a better job than kind of Expanse has of setting mm. that tone and like that kind of just general palette. I mean, they really did a fantastic job on it. I, I watched the first three episodes, kind of just couldn't stick with it, watched it again, wasn't able to stop. It's really, really fantastic. Yeah, I've heard that from a bunch of people where season one, they, it took them like two or three tries to get in. But once you get past a certain point, then you're hooked for life. That actually happened to me with Game of Thrones. I tried that a couple of times, couldn't get into it, tried it again, and I was hooked for almost the whole series. Right on. Epic. Fuck, The Expanse is just phenomenal. Just, I don't, I couldn't imagine anyone who loves and adores playing Elite not enjoying The Expanse. It's Beautiful. just everything we play. It's Beautiful. just everything you imagine. Even the Galnet articles, everything just ties in. Just the whole story of how it would would all unfold amongst our own solar system with Mars, the belt, Earth, everything. It's just phenomenal. I've watched the whole series four times now. <laughs> just cannot wait. <laughs> well, yeah, I've done the same. <laughs> You've done the same. All yeah, right, guys. More, 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 more. Right on. All right, guys. We're done with the real-life science news, and everybody who knows the show knows that that's when we do the contest. Once real-life science is done, the contest comes out. Tonight we have uh, that the amazing opening song there was from uh, Expedition Artemis by Miguel Johnson, his new album that just dropped. And we're going to be giving away a code for that tonight. Uh, and I think the way we're going to do it is we're going to make Jan pick whoever wins the code. So everyone... Uh, while we do uh, sort of the next uh, series, the next uh, uh, segment, which is going to be Roy Stories, we're going to go ahead and start that here in just a second. But I want you to put exclamation hand, so exclamation mark H-A-N-D in the chat. And while we play Roy Stories, uh, uh, Jan is going to just watch all these people that are typing it in there and he's going to randomly or by whatever fucking means he wants to he's going to pick somebody to win uh, Arson go ahead and go ahead and uh, mute the mics and start us off on Mac Winston's story part 2 next up in our Inara reading series is the continuing story of Commander Mac Winston we pick up his story on March 3rd 3302 titled the Smell of Fish Price's Warehouse, Whirlage Terminal, LHS 3447 The four of us stood at the back of the dimly lit warehouse. 
surrounding a single cargo container. On one side, Cal and I, and on the other, Kelly and her ancient but new husband, Jason. Jason, be a dear and get the lid off, Kelly asked casually, leaning back against the warehouse wall. The old man unlocked the security panel, then undid the Deez's fasteners holding the top on. With a grunt, the apparently frail old man flicked the 30-kilogram lid off as if it weighed a tenth of that. I wondered what other surprises he had in addition to unexpected strength. Cal and I peered over the side, seeing our faces reflected in the water. Some subaquatic lights were dimly illuminating the interior. A tangle of leafy green plants I couldn't identify slowly waved in the current made by a circulation pump. There were a number of rocks, and I spied what looked like a model castle. A number of beautiful iridescent fish darted in and out of the rocks and plants. An aquarium? I asked. I was at a loss to think why Kelly and Jason wanted us to smuggle this somewhere. What was the harm in an aquarium? Homeland spinefish, Jason said in his deep brogue. An endangered species from homeland in Beta Hydrae, Kelly added, with the highly unusual property of laying psychedelic eggs. I raised my eyebrows at this. Psychedelic eggs? Yeah. You can make a type of caviar from these that apparently gives the smoothest out-of-body experience this side of Ridquat. Cal put his fingertip in the water surface. A fish bit it. He quickly withdrew his finger and sucked the blood off the end. They're feisty wee buggers, Jason observed with a grin. Kelly continued explaining the fish. The problem is, as soon as this was discovered, all of a sudden they were fished close to extinction. They aren't widespread on homeland. The Federation quickly put an endangered species control order on them, and now you can't just get them. Can't they be farmed? I asked. Sure, and that's probably what our buyer will do. But to cut the trade in endangered species, they are illegal to own in most systems. And of course, the Federation were very swift to ban the trade. What with their puritanical streak when it comes to anything psychedelic? You remember what they did in Kappa Phanasis. That's our home these days. Well, you know the score then. How did you come across them? Someone brought them in the other day. Abandoned cargo, apparently. He didn't know what he had. Abandoned with the aid of a hatchbreaker limpet, no doubt, I observed dryly. No doubt. I don't ask, Kelly said with a faint grin. I knew her modus operandi from my days in LHS-331. I bought them off him for a few hundred credits, she added, her smile growing ever broader. The fool. I watched the fish darting around, and tried to read the expression on Cal's face through the reflections in the ripples. Our buyer needs them swiftly. I'm prepared to pay half a million credits for a trouble-free delivery. I looked up at Kelly and Jason and noticed both of them looked deadly serious. That's quite a sum for moving a single can. I can understand why you don't want it to go in some noob's sidewinder. Where is it going? Serebrov Station, Yakabogai. It's not far. Your clipper will do it in one jump. 750k, Cal suddenly said, completely deadpan, fixing his gaze on Kelly Price. I tried to hide my surprise. 500k seemed pretty generous, but 750k? Kelly opened her eyes wider. 
you know, there are other commanders who will be chopping at the bit to take this straightforward job. 750k and not a credit less, Cal repeated. Your buyer will be offering, I don't know, at least a million, and it's us who are taking the risk. We get caught with an endangered species. Well, what do you think the feds will do to an Akinarian and affecting discovered in Federation space trading endangered species? Ones that make drugs too. I imagine they'll throw away the key. And besides, time is not on your side. What do you mean, lad? Jason asked, breaking his silence. I mean, these fish are hungry. Homeward spinefish require special care, and you don't know how to give it. You need to get these fish to their buyer fast, or you won't have fish nor a buyer, and your buyer might take offense. I wondered how Cal knew so much about these damned fish. He didn't strike me as the ecologist type. Kelly looked at me. You are the skipper. What do you say? We're equal partners. If Cal's not happy, I'm not happy. And besides, we offer two things that no other commander's going to offer you. And that would be? Firstly, trust. You know I'll get the job done right. I never failed you in LHS-331, and I don't intend starting now. Secondly, I added, emphasizing the point by slapping two fingers in the palm of my other hand. Secondly, we bring the veneer of respectability to the operation. Respectability? I pointed out the East India Company logo on our jackets. The company has been generating a lot of good PR recently, even in the Federation. If the customs people see a clipper arrive unscanned, and we will arrive unscanned, trust me, they're probably going to ask questions. But they then see the East India Company logo and they think, well, probably just helping out building that new station in LHS 3447. Kelly looked a little dissatisfied. 650k? 750k and not a credit less, repeated Cal without a hint of emotion. We will need to discuss this. Jason? Kelly said, and the pair disappeared off into a small office a few meters away, closing the door after them. I looked back into the water. Two of the fish appeared to be sparring in the depths. I looked at Cal's reflection. How do you know so much about homeworld spindlefish? Spinefish, I'll tell you all about it when we're underway, he replied, his face giving nothing away. A few minutes later, Kelly and Jason re-emerged from their discussions. You've bitten us this time, she said slightly grimly, I thought. You win. 750k it is. I reached out and shook her hands. Lovely doing business with you again, Kelly. Yeah, something like that, Jason muttered. We decided to repack the aquarium. We needed some kind of cover. I don't know what the penalty would be for getting caught, and I didn't want to find out. We'd load our hold with uraninite, as it would make it harder to get a good scan off. The container of fish would be buried in one of the uraninite containers, surrounded by radiation shielding. The mineral was in demand in Sebrov Station, and it wouldn't be at all unusual for a shipment of the stuff to turn up. I made a mental note to make sure we didn't unload the fish container by mistake when we got the commodities market to take. The year and the night. Right on. Well, this story is continuing to 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 uh, to keep get going, and I I know, uh, Roy, we're gonna we're gonna have more of Mac next week, or are we picking up? Or are we gonna dive into another person's uh, narrative? I I think we need to see what happens with that delivery. You know, <laughs> yeah, Did they make it. Well, I didn't know if you were gonna do one of those, you know, Dukes of Hazards, you know. 
uh, uh, cliffhanger where it's like, oh, next week we're going to do uh, Yuna Sakashiro. And then like the following week, come back to Mac or what? Like I'm I, I just as we go week to week on this, I'm just following along. Like so just a little peek behind the curtains for you guys. I don't know what's coming ahead. I never listen to these on purpose. I just wait and hear, hear them, you know, as we go. And it's just like, oh, OK. All right. That's where we're at. So I, I, I like it that way. It's a little bit of mystery for me. All right. But so, Mac, your shit is legit. And uh, I can't wait to hear how this how this plays out. Let's see how this delivery goes. Uh, all right, Jan, you're up. Who is the winner of the uh, album uh, uh, Expedition Artemis by Miguel Johnson? I like the cut of your jib. So Galaga Champ, this one's yeah. going out to you there, Commander. Galaga champ. All right. Galaga, get in touch with me after the show. I will give you the code and the redemption site. You have a brand new album, sir. I hope you enjoy it. It is legit. I've, I've listened through uh, like two or three times, top to bottom. The whole album is, is legit. I, I, I dig that shit. And I love, I love the album art for it, man. And I love it ties into me. Very much so, you know, inspired by this whole Project Artemis. We're going to the moon and that the album art for it is 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 reflective of that. And I, I dig the whole thing. And of course, Miguel, you can't go wrong with Miguel Johnson's music. Miguel Johnson and Tokoso both are just uh, incredible uh, artists. And, and, and I always look forward to something new from them. So Galaga Champ, you are the winner tonight. We will give away another one next week. So come in and join us live to get a chance at that. All right. Let's see where we're at in the show notes. We have, we're up to the discussion topics. This is going to be legit shit. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to start off with the first discussion topic, which is going to be the expansion core. I had an idea. And let's just say, you know, there's been some questions with regard to, you know, credits and elite. And I'm not exactly sold on the idea that like there's too much credits. Some people have said like there's too much credits in elite, whatever. It doesn't, you know, people have billions. It breaks the game, whatever. I don't particularly see that because you have a situation where we don't have a real player market as of now. Like we buy stuff from NPCs. So if Jan and I both go to buy a frame shift drive and Jan has 80 billion credits and I have 50 million credits, if we're buying a frame shift drive that costs 30 million credits, it's not like the fact that, you know, if I've got 50 million, I've got enough to buy it with a little left over and Jan's got 80 billion. He can buy it with a whole lot left over. It doesn't change anything. So I don't buy for a second that right now there's a problem with credits. But let's just say for a moment, let's grant the premise that what if there was? What if down the line they wanted to do more dynamic player markets? And as a result, Frontier is looking at credits in the game and saying, there's just too much. I try to think of ways, you know, there's different ways you could do siphoning credits out. Um, some of the ways feel punishing to people. They don't like it and they're going to tell you they don't like it. And it's going to create hassle for you. And it's, it's just not, let's say, optimal. So how can we find ways to siphon money out of the game that people will not feel punished by, will not feel upset about, but will be like, ah, that's okay. I don't give a shit. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying my purchase. 
So here's the thought, the expansion core. The thought is this. Frontier creates a coding, a, a zone, a, 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 a yeah, a zone that completely surrounds the bubble. This zone would be up to 40 light years from the nearest inhabited system. And, and like I said, go all the way around the bubble. And that will be labeled as the expansion zone. Any player, any player can at any time go to Jameson's in Shinrata Desert, provided that they're elite at something. But, you know, come on. Who are we kidding? They go to Jameson's. They go to a contact there. And there's a new contact added to the game that is the expansion core facilitator let's say why not i just made that up <clears throat> you go to the facilitator and you put down a 500 million credit deposit on a license now you then type in the name of uh the station that you would like to build you enter the location from the expansion zone expansion zone only not inside the bubble and not 80 billion light years away but just in the expansion zone now the planet that you choose or the system sorry that you choose has to be an uninhabited system and you could say like i would like to have my station orbiting the third planet of system you know x and i want my station to be called why so I want my station to be called, uh, you know, Braben's Wish. And I want it to be in this location. Now, if you put down your deposit and you say, I want my station to be huge penis. Okay. They take your 500 million credits and say, well, fuck you. You can't name it something offensive. You can't, you know, whatever. So you've lost your deposit and now go fuck yourself. So people won't do it as a, as a, for the kecks it's going to cost them a half a billion credits but let's say you name it something like i want it to be you know harry potter's or you know i want it to be hogwarts uh you know or i want it to be you know i, I don't know pick something that's like a, 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 a i want it to be babylon 5 is the name of my station well frontier would say okay we're not going to take your half a billion credits because you're not naming it huge penis you're naming it something that like you just clearly don't understand the rules so we're not going to punish you but we'll email you back and say like hey dude can't have it babylon 5 there's that's a copyright issue name it something else and so whatever but you know so if you name it something offensive you lose your money if you name it something non-offensive that just they can't do they'll tell you nah we need to work with you to make a more lore friendly name and you you pick a lore friendly name you pay your half a billion credits and that opens a a a, a window a 30-day window for your license <clears throat> at the end of that 30 days one of two things will have happened either a people anyone there's no 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 limitation on what squadron they're in or what you know this they're that whatever on anyone on any platform donates up to 10 billion credits total so for everyone involved so if the hand wanted to do this and you say hey man we got like 15 guys that want to donate okay subtract you know divide 10 billion credits by 15 people and that gives you your number that you need and you can track it just like a cg you can go in there people anyone can go to jameson's and say i'm donating 
a billion credits. I'm donating 10 billion all in one, or I'm donating, I've got 200 million. I'm, you know, kind of, I'm not a baller. I, I got a little, but you can, as a, as anybody who's interested, anyone can track how it's going. And at the end of that 30 day period, either a, you have successfully cr hit the 10 billion credit threshold, or you haven't, if you haven't, well, sorry, you, 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 you took your chances and, and you lost your money. But if you do, then, okay, you get a license. And what that means is that at the following tick, the following weekly tick after the 30 days is up, an art asset will show up uh, that will be like from the uh, expansion core. An art asset will show up in that system at that location where you want your shoebox station to be. You will then, it will trigger a, a player-led community goal. And, okay, I want this shoebox station. Okay, fine. Now you have to haul out a bunch of shit out there. So what you spent for your 10 billion credits was somebody went out and surveyed it, and then they put a work crew out there. But you still have to bring them the materials. You, you, we need this much steel, this much composites, this much whatever, a whole list of shit that they give you. And you and your friends now have to, okay, it's me and my 14 friends from the hand. We're going to go out and we're going to truck shit out there to this location. If you successfully, you know, with whatever time frame they give you, maybe Frontier says you got 30 days to truck it out there. Maybe they say you got 15 days, whatever they pick, whatever. But if you truck all the shit out there and you successfully complete your little player directed community goal, the shoebox station on the, on the following tick, the shoebox station that you picked shows up there with the name that you gave it, the Lorf acceptable name that you gave it, and your player faction is in that, is the only uh, 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 faction that's in that system, and you control it, you own it. You are the owner of that entire system now because the only way that this works is in uninhabited systems in the expansion zone. So there's no other station in that system. You are the the, the initial, you're the settlers. And you, what you, you paid for and built it, so you are listed as native to that system. You can never be kicked out. Now you can lose it. Somebody else can move in under the BG rules because you are BGS rules because you're within 40 light years of another place. If they want to expand out, they can get their ass out there and they can fight you through the BGS system for control over that system and take it over. But you're a native. You can never be kicked out because you did all the work to build the damn thing. So that's phase one of the idea. Down the line, let's say some more time goes down, you go back to Jameson's, you go back to that expansion core, and you pay another 10 billion credits. Again, same process as the last time, you and your friends. And you say, I want to upgrade this shoebox station to an Accela or an Orbis or a, a, a Coriolis, Coriolis station. And, and now, again, it triggers another CG and you've got two weeks or three weeks or a month or however long Frontier, you know, they work out the details. They're smarter than me. They work out towards like, okay, now get hauling a bunch of shit out there because you want to upgrade this thing and you can build it up to be a big thing. So that's sort of the general idea. It's not in the bubble. So you cannot use this to screw over the existing BGS system. It 
takes a long time to build. It costs a lot of money. It gives people stuff to do. They're going to be happy to, to be able to expand it. It starts us down the road of Eve-like abilities to really blaze your own trail. You can go out there and if if Lave Radio or if 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 uh you know Elite Week, if we make a private faction, which right now we're just doing the dark wheel, but down the road, if we decide to make a private faction and we decided we want to have, hey, out there in the expansion zone, we pick an area that nobody's paying any attention to and say, we want to like three or four star systems there. We're gonna build our own little country out there. We're gonna make our own mini bubble outside of the bubble. We're going to move out there. We're going to do all the heavy lifting and move out there and get it done. And, you know, whatever, six months down the line, we've now spent a ton of money siphoning that out of the, out of the, out of the, 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 what do you call it? Economy. We've spent tons of time building this thing. And we have, we're feeling awesome about the fact that we built our own little nation out there. And now again, it's still 100% uh uh at the whim of the regular bgs rules so we can lose it if we don't defend it but it would give us players the opportunity to blaze our own trail like never before we would be able to blaze our own trail as a country as a as a collective as opposed to just as a pilot um so yeah that's the idea let's uh let's start with roy your thoughts you know, one of the first things that grips me about this idea is I think a lot of the discussion around when there has been discussion around the number of credits in the game and certain things are too easy and all that, it, it, it kind of goes back to knocking things down. And this is this is a go big idea. It's like, fine, mm-hmm. people got 20 billion. Some people have 20 billion or more in the bank. Let's figure out a big way to make that happen. Or we've got a bunch of people together who can who can through um a variety of methods pull together that money it's a it's a go big idea and i i always prefer just philosophically that direction versus you know how do we pull the crab that's getting out of the pot back into the pot you know let's make Mm. let's make a bigger pot and um i i also like that it uses existing structures in the game all Um, existing assets yeah yeah i mean this is a it's kind of a twist on the uh you know what weeks or months ago discussions around you know are we going to get base building in odyssey i kind of felt like the image of that was more like some kind of i don't know space engineers thing like you plop a asset down on a planet or in space somewhere and poof a station appears this is this is more like rather than okay you're gonna build your own bespoke station panel by panel you're going to get to use a shoebox station and then upgrade it and it's again it's it's all existing assets and it's a way to it's a way to play that out uh without having to invent entirely new mechanics um hmm. I, I guess the other thing is i like that it uses the community the community goal infrastructure because that gets around the issue of how do you get 20 people to manage money credits you know, if you didn't have the community goal thing, you'd end up with some obtuse, you know, bunch of spreadsheets and okay, who who came to the carrier and sold uh, sold Paynite and I sold mm-hmm. it back and now we've got this balance and so now we know how much people are putting it. The, the, the CG thing just sort of takes care of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one thing I'd say, and it, maybe it wasn't immediately apparent to people in your description, is like your image here is this doesn't have to be 
uh, a station that's 40 light years away from where you already have oh, no. ownership. This it's could be anywhere on the far... in the expansion zone. Yeah, this could be on the far side of the bubble. Or if you're a, a group that's kind of, I don't know if landlocked is the right word in three dimensions, but maybe you're kind of in a bad spot and it would take you forever to incrementally expand system by system out to the edge. This is where you can jump to the edge and sort of start mm -hmm. fresh. A hundred percent. And and some might say like, well, that's kind of overpowered that you can just move to a whole other area. Yeah, that's why you're spending 10 billion credits because you're going there to the expansion core and you're asking them to go out and survey the area and to, you know, build the thing that you bring the materials for. All right, well, and it's, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, I was no, just no. going to... I was going to say, it's, and it's well within the lore of the game. I mean, the, the, we fly all around the bubble and well beyond it every day. So what's to stop someone from packing up and, and moving? It's not that big of a stretch. Sure. Tweet, your thoughts on this? Well, it's definitely an intriguing idea. And first thing I should say is I also don't believe that there's too many credits in the game. There's plenty of things to do with those credits. But, but, but with this idea, two questions really pop into my head. Is okay. the, the first is... Why? Why would I want to move way out into where an uninhabited system that's not mm. really close to anything and spend all that money to do that? The other question I have is why would the community care enough to get involved to help with the community goals and stuff like that? I mean, if there's so, good rewards and stuff like that, then no, I can see no, it. But. Not at all. So, okay, to answer your question one, why would you want to do that? Because for the first time ever, you would have the power as a group to blaze your own trail to say like so so number one well, i kind of disagree with that well, let me I, I feel let like me finish I... let me finish okay go ahead it, it's the whole idea is about like when when they can't like it, it's basically like saying well i'm having a good time here in europe why would i want to go to this new colony called the americas and whatever it's because you can set out to virgin territory that no one's at you can direct where you want to go and you get to name the station yourself, which is, yeah, okay, it's a great, it's at great cost, but you get to a hundred percent. And if, if you wanted to have like build, like I said, maybe this starts out slow. Maybe it starts out as a thing where it's like, okay, I'm the only one out here and there's nobody out here, but maybe look at little towns from, you know, the 1850s or whatever. And then you look at it now and it's like, holy shit, it's built up all around it. We could see neat ecosystems pop up that are completely player directed. And, and, and a year from now or five years from now, Frontier could say, we're going to expand that, that the boundaries again. And there's, I think we're explorers at heart and the idea of moving out to a new boundary and expanding the bubble just seems cool to me. And as far as, your second question about like why would the community care just to be absolutely clear the community would not give a fuck about this it, when i say the you know community donates whatever i'm talking about the other people so if opix wanted to do it the reason why the community would care only really opix and opix's friend would care in general the rest of the people would be busy doing their own shit don't expect anyone to truck stuff right. out for you because right. they get no reward for it the point about this is it creates cool player directed things that a group could work on as a group. Right. Now so, as the game ahead. stands today, I don't know that it would interest me going way out in the middle of nowhere because I don't believe there's really that much to find out there. Now 
a few months from now when Odyssey drops and everything's a little different when you can start exploring, then maybe something like this would really intrigue me. Okay. I did have one other thought, though, as far as if, if, if we have, quote unquote, too much money, one way to, to start spending some money, I think, would be, uh, say, I have a fully grade five engineered passenger python that I don't use anymore and you don't. Why can't I sell my ship to you for 1 billion credits? All right. Well, that is definitely an interesting discussion that we can get into on a whole different topic at some point. But yeah. All right. So basically what I'm hearing from you tweaked is you're like, okay, yeah, that's cool, but I'm not really interested. And that's completely fine. Nope, not everybody has to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great idea. And, and I was, I think Royce had a base building never intrigued me. That felt like Minecraft or or space engineers, and that's not what Elite is. I don't want to push a few buttons and see a building magically appear in front of my eyes. Mm -hmm. This kind of thing definitely feels more Elite Dangerous, so to speak, and okay. and it could definitely be intriguing to watch it happen. I just don't know that I would spend my money on it right away. That's completely fine. Not everything is for everybody. Arson, your thoughts? So I love the idea of expansion and colonization and things like that. Um, the the whole idea and concept about going in and kind of colonizing new systems, I actually kind of have my own take. I still want the same baseline ideas like using CG mechanics uh, to open it up to people. Uh, I love the, the financial aspect of how you put in the money. Um, but I was thinking uh, when fleet carriers came out, and I don't fully recall, but I think in my video talking about them, I one of the things that I proposed was a uh, a system ownership claim or uh, pioneer rights or something along those lines when you are the first homesteader. Yeah, homesteader pioneering, uh, but some kind of first settlers rights that if you have your fleet carrier in an uninhabited system first nobody else is in there but if you leave somebody else can come in if you haven't colonized it and you leave giving up that spot somebody else could do it now originally when i proposed that i was thinking about the whole idea of having like passive resources generated by the carriers and then everybody uh the claimant getting the cut of that but i like the idea of reapplying that to this idea, so you target the system by getting your squadron's assets there. Maybe it ties into the faction that you seed is the one that your squadron, uh, who placed the carrier there, uh, is pledged to. Things like that. I think it would be really, really interesting. And I loved in EVE Online the whole idea of colonizing wormhole space. I would love to be able to, uh, you know, do that with the unpopulated systems around the bubble. And I really, really like the idea of a 40 light year limit from existing human colonization. So Frontier can kind of control where they let us sprung, mm -hmm. spring up at first. I think that would be pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you ever come across something where just randomly within that zone, there's a thing that they have that it's like, nope, we have future plans for that you could say well i want to go here and they could just say nope not that's not that one they can you know it doesn't cost you anything but the answer to that is no you cannot go there and then you would say like oh okay well how about here and then they could say yeah sure you know it's 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 it, there, there's there's abilities to 
for them to keep a sort of a, a control mechanism on where they allow you to go, what it's what what it's called. And I'm really digging an idea that I just saw in the chat and I'm kicking myself for not thinking of it originally. Someone in the chat said, yeah, man. And after you build the station, you could literally have a series of missions like an extra CG where you have to go around like you go to the Explorer Core expansion core and they say, yes, there are here's a list of systems. Here's a list of stations that have these uh, uh, people that are willing to settle in that station and be your population, be your workforce. So, again, it's like in back in the day. You know why there's so many Irish in America when you know you had the, the <laughs> situation. Yeah, you had the situation with the potato blight and 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 the English just sorry, but being complete Bastards. fucking dickheads to the to the Irish. You had a bunch of people that were like, "Fuck it, man! I'm gonna roll the dice and hop on this boat and fly out to there and and stake my claim in this new spot and hope that shit is better." It could be the same thing. The expansion court tells you. Hey man, go to these systems and like there's 50 people here, there's 100 people there, there's whatever people here, and you pick up a bunch of people and truck them into the fully finished station and and populate your system with people. Like that could be so fucking cool. Uh, let's yeah, start. And with- I actually just had an idea pop into my head too that would get me into something like this is what if once you got that base built and everything going and maybe some population in there. All of a sudden, it starts producing something for you. Mm-hmm. Could produce anything if it becomes a factory that I can start picking stuff up and selling it and become like a business kind of thing. That totally could get me into something like that. That could be awesome. Yeah. All right, Jan, your thoughts on the whole concept? Well, BGS is illegal from a hand perspective. I just need to get that out of the way. It's your number one All policy. Right. But uh, it's you know it adds. Uh, potential purpose to exploring which is always cool because i mm-hmm. love and i'll wander out in the void but then when you get to your and you know well we're at it where's the damn eat f- cradle of creation that nebula super super famous nebula i think i just butchered the name mm-hmm. i'm already going on a vicious segue i'm just gonna <laughs> be just as illegal kill the thargoids fair Play enough fair enough epic your thoughts fuck <laughs> All right, I'll well say. Yeah, I think we blew his no, mind. BG, yeah, just uh, apart from doing dark will stuff, just BGS isn't isn't something we do. We partake in that often. I completely understand. I get it. It's not your thing. And, and again, um, this is go ahead. It's it's twenty past three in the morning. I'm so fucking drunk by this stage. <laughs> I really find it hard to keep up. It's all good, brother. It's, it's so fucking late. It's all good. I tell you what, let's yeah, let's go ahead and uh, among among the panel, anybody with uh, final thoughts you've heard? Because I mean, like I, I asked people stuff, and then we had more people chime in with other ideas. Uh, Arson, Roy, tweaked. Any other thoughts that you would like to add, or or or, or counter arguments, or anything onto this idea of a, of an expansion core? <clears throat> uh, the one one other thing I'd add is: would this include planetary settlements? And at the moment. That might seem like, like, why would you do that? But obviously with Odyssey coming, maybe that would be as cool as having a shoebox station. I, so the idea is no, this would not include planetary settlements because I would want it to be that you have to do the work to start with the shoebox and then upgrade to the larger station. But what I think would be a cool addendum to this would be after you get your uh, 
planetary, sorry, after you get your spaceport, like you're upgraded to the Acellus or the Orbis or the uh, Coriolis, after you get above maybe a certain population and after you get above a certain amount of uh, like industry or a certain amount of credit, like you have to do trade and whatever to like up level up your system presence. After you do that, Maybe you go back to that expansion core and get yourself another license for a lovely little settlement. That could be cool. Yeah, that could be very cool. The other thing you would have to be ironed out is, for example, if OPIX decided to do this and we end up out in some system that has no population right now, how does that become our home system per se, being as we already have a home system because we're a PMF in game. So they'd have to well, iron the, out the dynamics of the, that the, as well. The, the idea of this is this. you So you got for free, Frontier gave you as a gift, this is your home system when you first applied and, and became a player faction, okay? Right. This is not a gift. You So you're a native now in in your existing one that you got for free frontier gives everyone who asks nicely uh, one pretty much for free this is you spent 10 billion credits and did all of the work so you're now a native to both factions because you built that from the so, ground so, up so now we have two home systems you're starting to sure. sell me on this yeah 100 and you can never be pushed out of it now you can right. lose it you can <laughs> lose control of it but sure. you can't Just be pushed out of it because BGS, you built all. it yeah yeah I, I like the idea of having two home systems that i'm always protected in i like that thought and and maybe you know five or eight but i mean that's a lot of work and a lot of money and, but, and it's oh. a great way to expand because w- when odyssey comes exploration further and further out of the mm-hmm. bubble is going to become a big thing i think even for somebody like me who never does that at this point and this kind of thing setting up a home base closer or further and further out it could really be an intriguing prospect. Yeah. And I mean, let me tell you something. When people start looking around and say, hey, let me look in that 40 light year uh, uh, sort of coding around the bubble. Let me see where there are Earth-like worlds. Because we're going to, you know, a year from now, two years from now, we're going to have Earth-like worlds. I want to I want to own that system that has an Earth-like world. Or I want to own, you know, a system with a ringed Earth-like world and know that, like, maybe my settlement can go there. Like, that would be awesome. And And again... Let's look at the fact that when I say, oh, it's going to cost you 10 billion credits. Okay, 10 billion might sound like a lot, but if you got 20, 30 guys and you do a mining op, it doesn't take that long to grind out. You know what I mean? For for 30 people, it doesn't take that long to grind out 10 billion. So it's a situation where it would be, A, you'd be sucking a lot of money out of the economy, like I said. B, you would be putting a lot of hours into it. Play, Frontier would look at their player hours and say, "Like, holy shit, man! All of these guys, we've got like eighty little, or you know, eight hundred little settlements going up. Not settlements in the term that they're using it in in Odyssey, but I mean, eight hundred little outposts or whatever going up in these systems. That's eight hundred groups of players that are pulling together, that are working hard, that are happily." putting in hours in the game, you know, turning that little hamster wheel, but they don't feel punished. They don't feel whatever. They're super, super psyched because for the first time ever, they have the power to make their own shit. How awesome would that be? Really? Yeah, that'd be great. 
and I'd even be fine with planetary bases or settlements even. Just get, give me something to slap my name on on some planet and work my way out there as we go. Beautiful. All right. It's already 1030. So we're going to go ahead and we're just going to do the one uh, community question for this week. And obviously, so the community question you want to write in, share your thoughts on this. Put it in the comments section uh, as soon as the, the video, uh, uh, the stream ends and it's on the video thing. Write into eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. Get on the Elite Week Discord and go into the channel that we have set up for it, the community feedback channel, and and write in. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I want to hear why it won't work or why it will work or, oh, you got to figure out this problem or that problem. Let's hash it out. Let's get into it. Let's, you know, explain to me why I'm wrong or explain to me why it's awesome or explain to me why it's a great idea, but I didn't go far enough. There's more shit that you want to add in there. I want to hear your thoughts thoughts on this so right in and uh yeah so now we move on to state of the game i am completely fucking spent i I actually we we moved a bunch of stuff we had more stuff to cover that we just didn't have time for but i am spent my state of the game is the game is stronger than it's ever been i'm super super happy i'm seeing people coming back here and there i'm seeing you know it's just activities lighting up uh, everything is, 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 is super, super awesome. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing, and this is going to lead into next week's discussion. The one little sort of in the back of my mind thing, I'm a little bit worried about is this. They did two, ah, fuck it. We're going to do one more discussion thing. <laughs> We're just doing it tonight. So um, they did back. They did back to back CGs that are combat CGs for combat bonds, and and I dig combat CGs. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. But I'm a little bit worried that last week's CG had a big new shiny toy, and everybody got into it. This week's CG doesn't have a new shiny toy. And I'm a little tiny, tiny bit worried that the outcome of this CG, the the participation level of this CG will not be as high as it was last time. And I don't want Frontier to take the idea that like, oh, well, that proves it. Uh, You know, people are tired of CGs because if you do a trucking CG and a trucking CG and a trucking CG, people are going to get less and less sort of enthused. If you do combat and combat and combat, Again, people are going to get less and less enthused. Now, I completely get and respect that they have a story and a narrative that's tied to it. And I think that this is, uh, you know, super interesting. And I I get that. But I'm just saying, when you do a community goal, people are going to be focused on one of two things. They're either going to be focused on the reward or they're going to be focused on the activity. Now, obviously, if you keep bribing people with shiny new stuff, people will keep doing stuff. That is just a thing. But if you're not bribing them with shinies, which they're not here, they're not bribing you with shinies, then it's just the activity. And if you keep doing the same activity, less and less people are going to be interested. So how can you break it up? How can you make it interesting? Well, let's look at it. My idea is let's vary the community goals up a little bit. All right. So we've already done trucking CGs, you know, a couple of them. We've already done combat CGs. This is the second one that we're doing in this. What else could we do with CGs? 
So here's some thoughts. Number one, Frontier has already done exploration CGs. A couple years back, there was that thing where the Empire wanted you to do uh, you know, a CG to turn in your exploration data to them. And Salome was like, no, no, turn it in over here instead. So I think an exploration CG would be an awesome thing in that it would get people to go out and exploring and, and, and get a taste of that. And it would just mix it up a little. What else could we do? How about an SRV at, uh, uh, CG? How about you find a planet where there are two stations that are not all that far away from each other and people get in to, uh, you know, uh, their SRV and they pick up a module that's, you know, just a one ton module and they have to drive it though from A to B and then you deliver that. That could be a cool thing if, if you have to go out for like a half hour, you know, or an hour long drive to get from one spot to another. It could be a cool thing to give people an actual uh, idea with regard to, you know, land navigation or whatever. What else do we have? What about SLFs? What about they do a CG that requires you to go in an SLF and go out there and fire at certain targets or whatever? You can use fairly easy, you know, accessible assets and, and whatever, and you collect points off of that. What about a CQC CG? What if they say like, hey man, you gotta fight for our side. You have to go out there and join CQC and collect your points and turn in your points at the end of the week. You would get a fuck ton of people doing CQC for the first time ever. And we, you know, maybe a lot of them are like, man, I, I did my thing, I got my reward. But maybe some of them go, holy shit, I fell in love with this thing. And maybe CQC gets jumping like it never has before. Wouldn't that be fucking great? What about if they had an AX CG? What if they were to say like, yo, we, we need people out there, you know, we need this many scouts, this many hydras, this many, whatever. And like, you got to go out there similar to what the AXI did when they were like, bring us these hearts and that, whatever. That was a, a, a rousing success. What if they did it officially in the game and they had an AX CG? That would be fucking awesome. What if they did a mining CG, but not the same mining bullshit that we've all done for cash for the last two years where it's like, okay, void opals or low temperature diamonds or painite. Like, no, what if they were like, hey man, we need you to go out there and get muscovite and serendipite and rotom splite because reasons. We have like a fucking, you know, these stations. Dude, the 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 poor Marlinists that are being fucking uh, oppressed by the empire they're moving out to neutral area and they need help they need somebody to deliver a ton of alexandrite and rotom splite and whatever the fuck so that they could build their their new settlement or whatever relocate or whatever you know janta jacks they did the janta jacks when they first found jock station and brought out repair stuff then they did thanksgiving like a year later or whatever where for thanksgiving they brought out a ton of weed and shit like the party what if they we had some story reason why we had to do another jaunt to Jack's where it's like, man, Jack's station needs whatever. And like, literally, it wouldn't be like, well, I delivered, you know, I went eight times or whatever. Like, no, it would be like all fucking week. It would be like, OK, I made a trip. I, I got out there with my stuff. But these are a bunch of CGs where Frontier could weave them into the existing story, because I agree. I'm seeing somebody in the chat that's saying, like, I think Archer was saying, like, I think people may be more invested in the story than you think. No, not at all. I'm absolutely a big believer that people are invested in this story. I think the story is fucking awesome. I just also would like to see Frontier use this awesome story 
to weave in some additional types of modes to do the CG so that they could highlight just how fun driving far in an SRV can be, just how fun SLF flying can be, just how fun CQC can be, just how fun and interesting different kinds of mining or an exploration slash you know, for all, all those people that have never been out to Colonia, this might drag them out there. Maybe they get the bug and maybe, you know, whatever. Like, there's so many different modes that Frontier can incorporate. Don't, please, don't just keep going, okay, here's a trucking one, and then here's a combat, and then here's a trucking, and then a combat, and then a combat, and then a trucking. Like, be imaginative with this. You're doing A-plus on the story. A-plus. Let's step up our game on how we decide to imaginatively use the CGs so that people can be rewarded for trying all of the cool shit you have in this galaxy and maybe falling in love with something they never knew about. Arson, your thoughts. So I am all for imaginative CGs. I want to see something that I remember from the Horizons beta. And that was they were experimenting with things that they could do for CGs and events with the game. And they had put in at a planet this like sprawling three kilometer long wreck uh, site of like some type nines. And there are three different ones, I think. I, I may be misremembering, so don't quote me on this. But there's several wrecks on the same planet at distances that were, you know, far, but reasonable enough to traverse between in an SRV. Mm. And it was really, really interesting. Uh, but it was kind of like a, a treasure hunt kind of thing. You picked up an item there so you had clues and then the first person to pick up the item and return it to the cg station and sell it to the commodities market uh basically like won the contest i can't even remember the details of what it was for but those kind of things where you've got a cg people are trying to hunt it down you have a certain amount of time to get yours turned in uh from the hunt things like that you could even go as far as to be like oh we're going to uh run a dark wheel cg for some lore questions and we're going to have people pirate uh private couriers that only show up in certain states uh like mm. civil war and bring us that scientific research that's illegal and those ai relics and the thargoid probes and stuff so you're like talking that. about a variation on the sap eight core game loop it, it, exactly yeah it's something that's like oh private couriers have been spotted in civil war systems like just bringing that to, to light it's not a new mechanic but that's not something that the game has really ever said like hey community as a whole engage with this and i think those kind of things would be a pretty awesome way to take it i dig it roy your thoughts so the first point about having some variety in cgs totally agree that's that's one of the ways that bgs stays fresh there's, there's always a mix of missions to do um, so you don't get burned out on one gameplay loop. I think the the thing that's gone through my mind as we've seen back-to-back -back CGs is what's the cadence they're looking for here? And especially if there's unique rewards, um, one way to overdo it is, uh, you know, what I've seen in games like Destiny, where there's a weekly, there's weekly raids, there's weekly things, and you want to get them done to sort of know that you've maxed out your progression in those areas. But then it starts to create 
kind of a fear of missing out and it starts to feel like a job. I don't think we're anywhere near that in elite. I'm just pointing that out to say, um, if you, if you dominate people's attention and, and what they feel they need to do in the game to not miss out on something and it packs up the whole week that can start to go bad. Um, so there's, there's that to consider. I think as far as reasons to do things for CGs, you know, a lot of us, I, I think, play this game with a kind of head cannon. I know I do, where you're kind of, you know, making up little reasons to go do things, whether it's an exploration mission or doing things in a certain order and whatever. And that doesn't need a lot of structure. It just needs the faintest bit of structure, actually, to make it seem really cool. Like, I'm going to go out this thousand light years and go look at a star that I looked up in real life because maybe there's something there, maybe there isn't. Like, that's a little fun little thing, right? So that's what some of this... Uh, storytelling I think can do and as far as having a shiny object um, I think where that works best like for example this this uh, missile rack I'm glad it's not meta I'm glad that this is a weird little thing and okay great we'll be able to change the experimental it still doesn't make it meta I'd love to have uh, you know uh, a half a dozen or a dozen of these things 18 months from now that have built up over time because what that lets you do is do some really weird niche builds Again, maybe it's for your headcanon. Maybe it's for the one time six months from now where it matters that you've got a thermal effect on a missile. Who knows? But that's where those things can build depth. And it's not just having the fastest, bestest, mostest weapon. It's about having all these weird combinations that you can flesh out with unique designs. Tweet. Well, I kind of come at this a little bit of a different way in one regard. And, and first off, I'll say, yeah, absolutely the more variety of CGs, the better. That being said, for the better part of, what, probably two years now, those of us that have played this game for every day, almost every day for two years, we've had to come up with our own content, our own things to do. So just me personally, what I'm finding is we have now gone back to back to back CGs, if I'm not mistaken, three in a row. I mean, the one just ended Four. yesterday and another begins okay four and another just begins today i can't even catch my breath i've got mats to fill up on i've got bgs fires to put out i got things i gotta do so i probably won't get to partake in this one a whole heck of a lot and i'm not complaining don't get me wrong after i love these cgs i do think though there could be a point of oversaturation where people are like eh we know there'll be another one next week i don't really have to worry about getting in on this one mm. that that being said if they want to ensure people getting out there and doing this stuff instead of a shiny new module, a shiny new missile rack or something like that, one way to get us all out there, and I can almost guarantee anybody would be out there, uh, make one of the rewards to fill up my grade 5 mats. Or fill up oh, a few of them or something. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, if they ever made re rewards of pharmaceutical isolators, <laughs> you would see the fucking servers <laughs> set fire. All right, Epic, your thoughts on uh, variation of CGs? Something, you know, how do you like uh, to see it? Yes, please give me all of the pharmaceutical isolators. We'll do anything for pharmaceutical isolators. Um, we'll suck dick for pharmaceutical isolators. We'll immediately suck dick for remote pharmaceutical isolators. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, coming from an AX squadron, AX point of view, yeah, I feel there should be more AX related CGs, solo cyclops, go in and kill a basilisk, like, and get rewards for doing so. Just get anyone into that because the greatest threat 
to humanity in the bubble is the Thargoid War. There was 14 systems on fire in the bubble for a while there, and it looked like the Goid War was coming directly towards Sol, and it just kind of petered out mm. and then headed toward the Witch Head Nebula, and we fought out there, um, had all the damage stations, and also a massive shout out to Operation Ida for repairing like all of the stations that were attacked for months and months oh, yeah. and months. Massive shout out to them. Um, we fought in the systems, just just something to, to point people toward AX and the big threat. I mean, you've also got the club and you've got everything that's going on with the Galnet stories now. But there's there's other threats. There's other there's end game content where you engineer your ship to the max to mm. be able to take on a Thargoid. It's, it's a... You hit the mute button there on accident while you were talking. Well said, Epic. Well it. said. <laughs> <laughs> How much but I did dig it. Miss? I did yeah, it. Just, I... just solo something. Just go toward the AX combat. The biggest threat toward the bubble is is Thargoids. Fourteen mm. systems were attacked. Just yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, Jan. Okay, so I've emailed Frontier and mentioned on several occasions that uh, black holes are pretty amazing, right? They're pretty spectacular. The Hell yeah, they are. And all that. Agreed. Fighting and murdering aliens is also pretty pretty awesome. I think you would agree. <laughs> yep. Combine the two and, and just, just give me a good reason why not. Give me a good reason why we shouldn't have permanent, perhaps, AXCZ around the black holes in the Pleiades Nebula. There's one at Maya, one at HR 1185, I believe. There's, there's loads. They're not hard to find. Mm. And AX combat in that lens flare, it would just be such a spectacle of what Elite has to offer on one hand, of mm. its, you know, representation space and stuff, and then awesome Thargoid combat as well. The majesty and beauty of the most sort of amazing things in the galaxy, and then also shooting shit in the face. I dig it. Exactly. Beautiful. All right. State of the game is amazing. couple thoughts I'm going to leave you with. Number one, people have been asking about like, Oh, well, you know, uh, what's, you know, oh, this is very cool. These new stations, we got all these 10 new stations that Frontier gave us, you know, uh, this last week. Uh, you know, we have new stations for tritium. Uh, no, we don't. Those new stations have, uh, you know, 20 tons of tritium in them. We got new stations for something. And I don't know what it is, but I fucking dig it. I like the idea that, uh, you know, there's some like I don't I don't buy that they gave it to us for tritium because they're not putting tritium in it. They gave it to us for a reason. The story is happening. The galaxy is changing. And I'm interested to see what kind of sneaky shit they're up to. Uh, and then the last thought, and I'm going to leave you with this little thought to blow your fucking minds. Ready? We know that in Odyssey, we're going to have uh, the ability to get out of our ship. And to go running around and do missions, we're going to have the ability to, you know, get out of our ship and, and, and park it or whatever and go take a taxi somewhere if we want, right? Apex Interstellar. Cool, cool. So up until now, we've never been able to leave our ship if it has anything in the cargo bay, you know? Okay, I want to go hop into, I want to hop, I want to drop my T9 and I want to hop into my, uh, uh, what do you call it? my boomer i want to drop into my little dbx and go fly around and do some oh i can't because it won't let me out of my t9 because i've got 500 tons of shit in there guess what folks think it through if you can land now if your t9 with 700 tons of shit in it and get out and take a taxi somewhere 
if you can hop into another ship somewhere else or whatever, that means you just got free storage. Prove me wrong. Roy, your thoughts on state of the game? Oh, too much to do. I mean, in a good way. I'm, uh, I got so many things I got to do. Uh, BGS, turn the wheel. Uh, I'm out here mining because I bought too many Gudamaya holes. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm broke. Can't so I got to fix that. Yeah, it's all good. I'm loving it. Beautiful. Arson, state of the game. I just got a beer. There, there's so much to do, and the game feels alive again. Uh, I, I can't get over how happy that makes me. Like, I know that the hiatus was needed, but man, am I happy it's over. And as it was said earlier, there's almost too much to keep up with, and as a result, it actually feels almost like Elite has a real news cycle again. Fuck yeah. I love the idea that there's too much to keep up with. Pick what you want then. Don't worry about it. Just jump in and, oh, I can't get it all. That's okay. Do whatever. Because it's if, if, if you're talking about I have too much to do or too little to do, I'd rather have too much and then just pick what I want. And maybe I'll take a week off of CGs and come back next week. Or maybe I'll take a week off of doing something and come back whatever. And, you know, yeah. this Yeah. All right. Tweet. Your thoughts. State well, of the game. Real quick on those 10 stations not having tritium, my thought is that's Elite being real. They can't produce that tritium overnight. It's going to take some time to build it up. They're just being a space simulation. State of the game. State of the game is it's never been better, in my opinion. The story is fantastic. I feel like I'm missing something whenever I'm not logged into the game. Having too much to do is a great problem to have. And I would like to throw a real quick shout out to Commander the Texasist from Opix, whom has in the last couple of days begun a in-universe news blurb about two and a half, three, four minutes long, just about, you know, the happenings inside Open Pilots Initiative and around the galaxy. And it's very cool in in universe. And I just thought I'd like to thank Tim on air. And I'm just thrilled with State of the Game. Love Elite Dangerous and everything FDEV's doing. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. I want to look into that stuff with Texas. Link it for me. I'm going to get into that. Uh, Epic, your idea on State of the Game. Your thoughts? State of the Game, well, they might take all night articles. Everything has come to life, as someone said before there. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to look into. There's a, The whole lore is coming back to life again. State of the Game and AX-wise, uh, it's just, there needs to be more. There needs to be some sort of... Or- <laughs> Halloween, Halloween. I, I know I the wrong a one. constant <laughs> a, a constant AX zone something just to stop having to hunt signal sources over and over and over again um, yeah. they just need to give something back to the AX community I mean they're hardcore all of them 100% um, we, we, we just we just something just something but the Galnet articles are great the storyline's great and the lore is great I guarantee you that Frontier is well aware of the AX community's thoughts and feelings and that good stuff is coming. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> Better Mr. Guy, friend, buddy, because I've been telling these guys every Wednesday, guys, it's literally like, it's tomorrow yeah, we're going to wake up and we're, we're going to be like inundated yeah. with Targoids. Just, like, oh, you need to save us, bro. We have like loads of gold and stuff. Come loot. Loot our system. So it's been pretty crazy. You know, like, my, my I've, been, I've been played with a bit, but I'll believe you this time. Okay, Guy, I believe you this time it is really you know i think everyone's covered it beautifully this game's never been more alive honestly like the the recent zones 
you know, organic PVP in the consulate. So it's like, that yeah. stuff is awesome. It's been really, really great. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm just really, I am cautiously, but definitely still optimistic for what there is to come. And, and regarding AX, I mean, being able to do the scout instances, really significantly marginalizing any of the glitches you're going to have and the mega ships. It's just been, it's, it has been pretty dope. Uh, before that, we were like, you know, distress calls. There's loads of stuff dotted around, but yeah, we do we do want more stuff to blow up. Please, at Black Beautiful. Hands, please. Beautiful. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with the standard be excellent to each other. Roy, say goodbye to the beautiful people. Fly casual, but stay dangerous, my friends. And stay thirsty. Arson, your thoughts? Your goodbye. My goodbye? But I'm not ready to say goodbye. I want to stay. Fair, fair enough. Epic. <laughs> say goodbye to the beautiful people. My usual piece of fuck out and fly dangerous. Right on. Tweak, say goodbye to the beautiful people. I hope everybody enjoyed the show tonight and have some fun in Elite Dangerous because there is so much for you to do out there. Hell yes. I've got a brand new 50-inch ultra-wide monitor that's waiting for me right outside my office. I had couldn't get it all set up because I just picked it up today and I had to get ready for the show notes. But as soon as we're done, I'm going to put that fucker together and it's going to be awesome. Yawn. Say goodbye to the beautiful people. Well, thanks a million for the great show. Thanks for having us on. We'll see you on the next one. And uh, Brits out. Fly dangerously, commanders. Beautiful. Arson place out.